This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And it's all brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. We pay that guy. What we, was that? We, we pay that guy. He's uh, John Fetterman. He's a, he's a politician. He's in Congress. That's John Fetterman talking about the impeachment inquiry. This guy, I don't even feel sorry for him anymore. He's a boob. He was an idiot when he got in office. He had the stroke. His wife, who's a gold-digging communist, She's awful. pushed him and pushed him. His friends, his so-called friends, kept pushing him after the guy should have been in bed for six months. And he's 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 mentally ill. But he's also, he's also a boob, a bozo. Oh, my gosh. You know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. What are we? What are is we, he being serious or is he trying to mock it? I can't no, tell. No, he's mocking it, okay. but, it, but it's like, he's acting like a 12-year-old. What, what congressman acts like that? He's like a 12-year-old. He's the only one I see showing up in gym shorts, put it that way. No, and he's a disgrace to the entire process. He's just a just a dope man. So House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, here's another dope. I'm sorry, if you if you support him, I'm telling you right now, this guy, this. I mean, this guy is such a total. See, it's stunning. Now, we're in big trouble because both parties are screwed up. Now, the Democrats have a component in their party in the far, far left that is destroying this country. And it's a small minority, but they scream the loudest. And the media is complicit because they, they everything they say, they amplify 10 times because they want to be with the cool kids. You see, that's what's going on here. Now, uh, Democrats and Republicans, the standard Democrats and Republicans, these people are screwed up. Republicans do nothing. Nothing. Now, everybody thinks, ooh, they're going to impeach Biden. No, that's not what this is. This is an opportunity to ask questions. Are they going to ask the right questions? Well, I hope so. But listen to this. I just, I think of the P word when I hear this guy. Today, I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know. Yeah, you know, listen to him. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. Comer's a bigger boob than he is. And the thing is, is that uh, it just give me a break. Stop telling me what the American public wants to do. Uh, to know. You're just as bad as any Democrat. You're taking money, too. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have any evidence of that. I'm just looking at him. How do you get in Congress and make $174,000 a year in Washington, D.C., the fourth most expensive place to live, and then you have, like, 
$1,200 suits. Yeah. You drive, you know, $60,000, $100,000 cars. Yeah. You, you, come Their on. Their net worth is millions. They're all, they're all getting paid, dude, not yeah. by us. No, what? I mean, it, I come back to this all the time. What's the difference between lobbying and bribing? Uh, and then, of course, a reporter, I don't know who, which reported this, so it went, for some reason went up to Fetterman again. Fetterman had a... What was that? What was that comedy movie? That sitcom? It was Cheech uh, and Chong. He's got the same mustache. No, no, not oh. Fetterman. He, he has a, a a picture of somebody on his shoulder, cardboard cutout of somebody's head on his shoulder. What was that movie? Wasn't that Joe Biden's face? Or no? No, was it Joe Biden's face? No, I thought it was Larry from the Three Stooges. No, was it uh, Star Wars with the, the Cantina Bar where one of the aliens had an extra head next to his real head? I don't know. <laughs> Or I'm thinking of Basket Case, my favorite horror Line movie. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, so he has some kind of head next to him, mm-hmm. cardboard, and this reporter walks up to him. I'd, I'd ask about the head first, but she didn't. She asked about uh, the Kevin McCarthy, you know, impeachment inquiry probe. You basically dared House Republicans to launch this impeachment inquiry. Now they have... Yeah. Oh, do you regret it? No, please don't do it. It's, it's just like those dangerous men over there, you know, the, the cheap thrills and everything. I, I don't know. It's just to me, it's, it's just like the, if they got to do it, they got to do it. You know, are, are you conf- it, it's a political loser. Are you confident the president did nothing wrong? Yes, I am. I am. How? I, I, I absolutely am confident. This guy doesn't know what day it is. Him and Biden would get along great. They'd have a conversation. Neither would know what the other's saying. It'd be but two different conversations. Yeah, they don't understand. Well, this guy This guy should be in bed. He should be in bed. Uh, anyway. And they're not going to do anything. I mean... Can't they just send Fetterman to men's warehouse at least? Get him a suit? Maybe a tie? He's not going to wear it. Anyway, you know who explains this best? Jesse Waters. Uh, Kevin McCarthy can't explain it as well as Jesse Waters can. And this also answers Fetterman's, oh, he did nothing wrong, nothing wrong at all. The Democrats will have to mount a defense to specific allegations. Allegations based upon witness testimony, bank records, emails, voicemails, texts, photographs, and whistleblowers. For instance... Putin's billionaire buddy wired the Biden family three and a half mil, sat down to dinner with Joe, and then President Joe Biden mysteriously left her off the sanctions list. Why? Hmm. Joe Biden flew Hunter to China on Air Force Two. He returned with a bag of money, Mm -hmm. demanded more money or his dad would get revenge, and in return, Joe Biden facilitated purchases of American car companies, wrote letters of recommendations to colleges, disbanded the FBI's China task force, covered up the lab leak and didn't pop the balloon until it floated across the country. Then Joe Biden lied about his family being paid by China. Why? The Chinese bribed Hunter Biden with a three and a half carat diamond. Why? Joe Biden flew Hunter to Mexico, where he met with the president and a billionaire. Hunter took the money, then walked his Mexican clients into the West Wing. Why? Why did the Biden family use 20 shell companies? Why'd they use burner phones? Why'd Joe Biden use alias emails? When Joe Biden took his family to St. Croix to the Caribbean for eight straight years, who paid? What was Joe Biden doing at business dinners and on phone calls and in White House meetings with his son's dirty clients? How do they explain emails that they're saying they're holding 10 for the big guy? And then Hunter gives half his salary to go. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what? Yes. What, what, what is there not to understand there? He's, look, he just gave you a grocery list of the stuff mm-hmm. that uh, is alleged against Joe Biden, not even Hunter. 
they're trying to shut this down because David Weiss right now is going after Hunter. He's the guy who did the sweetheart deal in Miami when Hunter was presented with uh, you know the gun charges, where he would get off with nothing, no jail time, no nothing. You and I'd be in jail for five years, yep. right? So the same guy that uh, presented him with that deal that the judge was smart enough to see through and saw that this is not going to fly is the same guy trying to prosecute Hunter now, and he's going to get it done before this impeachment inquiry starts because he knows what's going on. If he can get Hunter that deal where he has immunity for the rest of his life from criminal charges, boom, this whole Joe Biden thing goes away. Because the connection is Hunter Biden is selling Joe Biden when he was vice president. Hunter's the salesperson. Biden, Joe, is the product. Why would you ever give anybody immunity from criminal charges for the rest of their life? Because it's in the plea deal. That's what was they were trying to pass yeah, off. But in who's going to agree to that? What, they, what? They, if, if the most judges would have not have done what the judge in Miami did, she actually read every single page uh, of the uh, of the plea deal and the agreement for the uh, diversionary. Um, you know, pay for the gun charges thing. So yeah, you're telling were, me that most judges won't read. No, they got to sign off on. It's iTunes Terms of Service. Mo- you want to download? Click accept. There you go. Yeah, most congressmen. <laughs> yeah, but they're a judge. They should. They should be reading all of it. No, congressmen and women do not read the fifteen hundred page bills that they pass, and then they. Fi- Remember Nancy Pelosi back about ten oh, years yeah. ago? Oh, uh, we got it. Remember when Obama was trying to pass health care? Have to pass the bill so you can find out what's in it. Yeah, she said it out loud. It's crazy. And then they come through and like if the other party has a bill they don't like, they all print it out and it's this giant stack of paper and it's like, none of you have read that. No. I can tell you're falling asleep during the meeting. They introduce bills for votes and then they have 24 hours to read 3,000 pages. It doesn't happen. Now, Rep- Representative Scott Perry was out in front of when uh, Kevin McCarthy announced this uh, impeachment inquiry and he was, this is the scary part. Half the country doesn't know that any of this is going on. That's why the biggest problem we have is corrupt media. So this is a reporter going, no, that's not true. What actual evidence do you have as opposed to allegations to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you oh, I don't successfully know. bullied Speaker McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge? Uh, this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Biden own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interest. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, the vice president at the time, on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch, the prosecutor was fired, right? Because the prosecutor was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blunt, look, I'll turn it over well, to the your The American people can't see that. They I'm, think it's political revenge. It's because you don't report on it. <laughs> Bam! Boom! There it is. <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom. This radio boom, boom, thing boom. doesn't work out for you. You should be a sound effects guy. That's the, Yeah. That's the problem, right? He said at the very end, precious words, because you don't report it. That's why half of America doesn't know that their president is extremely compromised. He actually said in this Hanoi trip that he just went on, well, I don't want to hurt China. Of course not. They pay your ass. Unbelievable. Sorry. Sorry. Well, it's all, look, it's a pattern. Remember, it started with uh, Trudeau. 
saying, oh, I like the way China runs things. And now look at them. That everybody gets bought. Everybody no. has a price that everybody, even down to the NBA. You remember the whole Mark Cuban thing? With the whole Uyghur thing? And Megyn Kelly's like, why don't you denounce China for, you know, genocide of the Uyghur people? Mark Cuban's like, genocide's bad. Is that what you want me to say? She's like, why can't you say China? And he's like, I'm, I, it's, it's, it's bad. What do you want me to do? She's like, say China. And he's like, I, 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 I. You can almost see the $100 bills wrapped around his head. Yep. Jennifer Granholm, our, our energy secretary, two days ago said, oh, China is really doing great things for climate change. Americans need to look towards China. Well, why do you take your ass and go live over there? They're not doing good things. If you actually look at the data, they're one of the worst defenders in the world. Yeah, but she's getting money from them. They're oh. all getting money from oh. China. The Chinese, they Mao all the way up to Xinping Wing, whoever's in there right now, said it. The Zing way to Ping beat Wing. the United States is to pay them. It's to pay them. They're doing it and they're winning. Yeah, because they see how our politicians get bought by our people. They think, well, why shouldn't we do that? Look, Pfizer bought an entire two two agencies. Yeah. Food and Drug Administration, funny you should mention that. This is the next story. Has approved the updated COVID vaccine. Again, uh, had a list uh, about a week or two ago, remember? Uh-huh. How long does it take to approve most vaccines? What's the average? 17 years. Yeah. Average. 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 Some take 30 years to prove that they don't have any, you know, deadly side effects. But uh, people just, I don't know. Some people will take it. I'm sure it's not going to be very many. It's only 17% got the last shot, thank God. No, there'll be people there waiting in line, signing up. Let me be the first. I'm going to do it. I went to Chase Bank yesterday to deposit a check. Two people behind the counter wearing cloth masks. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing is is you're you're paranoid and you really think it helps and it doesn't. But at least wear the one that has about a fifteen percent efficacy. You know the the M. What is it? The uh, K ninety five or the? <laughs> no, no, they're wearing Chase the cloth masks. Uh-huh. I could sift my my uh, orange juice through that and get all the pulp out. <laughs> no, so you're you not gonna wrong. get the shot or? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Food and Drug Administration approved the updated COVID vaccine. Here it comes. And I want you to remember a few things here. First, here's the CDC director from yesterday. CDC director is signing off on a new COVID shot, saying anybody over six months should get it. This is the final step in the approval process for this updated shot. Six months. If you give, I want to, okay, if you're going to give your eight-month-old a shot, I want you to call me and I need your address so I can call Dyfus. Who in the hell would give an eight-month-old baby a, an experimental shot from a government that lies to you all the time? What kind of... Don't listen to the station anymore. Go away. Don't listen. I don't want you here. Remember the lady that said, I got my newborn vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, my other child's vaccinated, and we're going to get boosters, and if you don't get vaccinated, then I hope you die from COVID. Remember her? She had her yeah, baby yeah. bouncing on her lap, yeah. and she's like, I hope you all die. I had the doctor spray vaccine on my shoes and clothes and even on the interior of my car. Always remember what Walensky, the director of the CDC at the beginning of COVID said. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Lie they, and they, lie. Yeah. Megan Kelly, 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 Ma, 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 Megan Kelly. She regrets taking the vaccine. I regret getting the vaccine, even though I'm a 52-year-old woman, because I don't think mm-hmm. I needed it. I think I would have been fine. I'd got COVID many times, and I it was well past when the vac- vaccine was doing what it was supposed to be doing. Um, and then for the first time, I tested positive for an autoimmune issue at my annual physical. Hmm. And I asked, I went to the best rheumatologist in New York, and I asked her, do you think this could have to do with the fact that I got the damn booster and then got COVID 
within three weeks? And she said, yes. Yeah, yeah, the truth's out there. If you get a doctor out of outside of his office, have a beer, they'll tell you the truth. They'll tell you the truth. If you believe this government, I got. I wish I had that thing you played me yesterday. Which? About the experiments in Manhattan with uh, spraying oh. virus bacteria into the air from buses in, in the up, middle of Manhattan dude. back in the 60s. This government is capable of stuff you wouldn't even imagine. And if you mm-hmm. trust them, you're, you might as well turn the gun on yourself because that's what you're doing. Well, I have this lady, I don't know if you want to play her. Uh, yeah. Her name's Kelly Sue. She is a founder and a CEO of this charity that feeds 800 kids a weekend. She used to be super active and then she got the shot. I used to walk 10 miles a day. I used to ride my bike 24 miles every second day. I also worked out at the gym and I worked 72 hours a week and I'm very social and I'm a type A. I had my first shot and within a very, very short time, I developed cramping in my calf. It got progressively worse. So I went to my massage therapist. When I told her what was happening, she threw up her hands and said, I can't touch you. You have to go to a doctor sounds like you have a blood clot. So I booked myself in to a vascular surgeon and they did an ultrasound on my legs and then I went home. Three weeks later or so, I still hadn't heard from the vascular surgeon and thought, okay, well, if I haven't heard anything, it's fine. I had my second shot on June the 12th. Three and a half weeks later, I had back-to-back strokes and they just kept getting progressively worse. So throughout July into October and in early November, I had nine TIAs and strokes. I spent 31 days in the hospital. I had everything from blindness in my eyes because of the occipital strokes. I had um, inability to use my mouth. I couldn't talk for a long time. And I also had a, a terrible experience and why this little piece of paper in my lap is so important to me because I woke up in the morning and didn't know who I was, didn't know where I was, didn't know anything. I have terror now. When I close my eyes, I don't know, one, if I'm going to wake up, or two, if I'm going to wake up and not know who I am. There you go. Now, the thing is, is that, yeah, look, admittedly, that's rare, and the chances of you doing okay are pretty good, but at the same time, there's people that will throw stuff out in their garbage can when they decide they don't want to take, you know, chemicals in their mm-hmm. body anymore. You're worried about that? There's, there's a vaccine that is unproven. We don't know what it's going to do to you in five, ten years from now, and people just willingly just take it. The piece of paper that she was talking about said, your name is, you are at home, and here's where you live, because she would wake up and have no memory. Oh, it's insane, no, I, man. It's insane. The very first lie was that Trump was a racist, that he had said that all Mexicans were rapists and thieves. That was a lie. That didn't work, so the next lie was that he was colluding with Russia. We spent millions and spent four years investigating. Turns out it was all a lie. And then they said, well, Trump tried to, um, well, Trump tried to overthrow the country with a day of violent rioting on Capitol Hill and, and that he was so enraged with what was going on and that he wasn't winning that he climbed through a limo and tried to, to take the wheel from the limo, all a lie. Then we were told to wear a mask because it'll keep you safe lie. Then we were told to take a drug because it'll keep you from getting something. Lie. We were told to take a drug because it'll keep you from passing something on. Lie. We were told that if you took this drug, you wouldn't die from what you were taking the drug for. (laughs) Lie. Then we were told it was safe and effective. Lie. All the same people are telling the same 
lies. When the f*** are you going to wake up? Now, they're not just lying to you. They're telling you that you can't speak the truth. That if you speak the truth, you're a threat to national security. If you speak the truth, you're a threat to the nation. Are you f- done yet? The liars are not only, not only lying, but now they're telling you, you can't speak the truth. When are you going to wake the f- up and take to the f- streets? Yeah. Is that Jim Kramer? Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like that guy from he, Bob and Tom. He does. He does a little I think bit. He is. Does a little bit. But, but yeah, that was the first thing that got me. As soon as they go, oh, well, no one can sue Pfizer in case you happen to grow a third eye. <laughs> as soon as they protect them from litigation over it, that's your first clue something might be up. Why else would you put that in there? Well, what's interesting is it's not even a real vaccine. No, no, it's not. No. They, they were, you, know, the, you know, the thing is, if they were honest with us, like, like they would just say, look, it isn't a vaccine. It'll maybe keep you out of the hospital and keep you from dying. We don't know what future will bring when it comes to this medicine you're going to take. But if you want to take it, it's up to you. Here's the warning label, just like they do in the commercials. And I think people mm-hmm. don't realize that. It's not the same as like the flu vaccine no. uh, or, 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 or any kind of like shot or vaccine that's been around for years and years and years. This is the mRNA. It's totally different. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it, the mechanically, it says it does the same thing, but we don't know what's under that. There's so much. But anyway, good luck on that. Uh, 38 year, you're probably better off swimming in New Smyrna Beach. You're probably safer. I'd rather not Eesh. do either. 38-year-old South Carolina man was bit in the face by a shark. Well, you mean he was bit by a shark in the shark capital of the world? That's shocking information. In the face, Jill. <laughs> Just before 8 a.m. You know, 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. the worst times because that's when sun they- Sun up and sun down. What are you doing? Yeah, that's when they feed. His shark encounter was at the inlet. Jeez, that shit makes you proud. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, when they dump all the food in the, the- all the What do they call that? You know the inlet where like where the, all the sharks are in the shark capital of the world? Yeah, let's go for a swim. Let's go for a little dip. Yeah. So anyway, the jetty boasts some of the best waves. That's why the surfers go there. And of course, people are throwing bait fish over the side. There's chum in the water. Swim where people fish. That sounds like a great idea. Sharks feed on that. The experts have long said a bite is usually a case of mistaken identity. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were Bob. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, You can get those holes fixed in your face, right? That's what the shark says. And then the other guy was bit in a really weird place. It was like on his like... uh, on his back, lower back, right? Yeah, lower back, like where your love handle or whatever would be. It's like, how did he bite there? Yeah. You think a limb, like a, you know, it's just, he bit into him. Is it something easy to pull off? I don't yeah. know. It's like saying there's bad drivers on I-4. We, we know they're out there, right? They're, the sharks are out there. It's their backyard. You just try not to fall on them. You can, I drive I-4, too, to get over here, so, you know, there's... It's a greater risk there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> California mayor has landed in hot water after going viral for getting spanked by a drag queen at the oh. Democratic fundraiser, uh, sparking a war of words over whether or not children were there. I mean, there's a lot of eyewitnesses who said I there mean, were- I feel like if you were spanked by anyone and you're the governor, if you were spanked by anyone in public, that would probably cause a little bit of eyebrows to raise. <laughs> there he is. Mayor Constantine Anthony of Burbank was filmed bending over on a table while a drag queen paddled him hard. There we go. The drag queen performer was Foxy Roxywood. I mean, how many times do you go to a political fundraiser and the governor or the mayor or somebody that holds political office bends over a table and gets spanked? Yeah, I'd love to see Biden get that. (laughs) This election season, there's only one right choice for mayor of Burbank, California, and that's me, the current mayor, Constantine Anthony. I'm willing to fight for you and get spanked by a drag queen. That's my promise. Whether it's getting spanked with a paddle or just a bare hand, I'm ready to bend over and take my spankings for you. 
you. My opponent has never even gotten spanked by a drag queen. Nope, those buns of his have never been swatted or slapped by the hand of anybody, let alone a drag queen. Does that sound like somebody who should be your mayor? Um, no. So this election season, vote to keep me in office. I'll get spanked by a drag queen for you. Paid for by the committee to re-elect me, Constantine Anthony, and now if you'll excuse me, I'm about to go get some more spankings. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world uh, gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. Criminals doing crime. Crime, 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 crime. Criminals doing crime. That's grown on me. Are are we on day 11 now? What day is this that this escaped Pennsylvania murderer uh, has been on the loose? Authorities, for some reason, can't seem to catch this guy. They set up perimeters. He gets through the perimeters. And now, apparently, he was shot by a homeowner. And that he grabbed a 22 rifle that was leaning in the corner of the garage. The homeowner drew a pistol and fired at Cavalcante as he fled with the rifle. Upwards of 500 law enforcement officers are engaged in securing the perimeter and in conducting the searches. We are mobilizing additional resources as we speak and are planning for an extended operating period if necessary. 500 law officers around this perimeter. And this guy walks into a residential neighborhood, garage door open, walks into the garage, grabs a rifle, starts walking away. Homeowner with his pistol on his waistband shoots at him seven times. And we don't know if he's injured or not. Obviously not a good shot. You can kill him. Well, it depends on how far he is, and it's it's nighttime. Yeah. So. so there's that. They still they, they don't have well, they believe I, I, they I, believe he's within the perimeter this time. I love the uh the uh in charge who is I think it's the sheriff is in charge. Yesterday he says, Well, we anticipated that this was not gonna be a I mean, it's like really you planned this? You oh, yeah, wait, we let him go a little bit so we make it fun that we have some fun here. I can't believe the guy has been out. First of all, I can't believe the guy got out of prison, right? And it, I found it very interesting that when somebody escapes from prison, what's the first thing you think? How do you get out? 
So that's what everybody else asked. That's How'd he get out? And they were like, well, we'll deal with that later. Let's find him first. Well, that's no. a whole other story. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. I'm, st- I'm still amazed at how he got out. I mean, think about it. He, Okay, I don't know if I can do this right. He put his feet, he was in a hallway, which had, with the hallway extended all the way to the top of the roof. He put his hands on one wall and then it put his, his feet, feet on, on the, the wall behind him and he planked his way up. If he just slipped a little bit, He'd be dead, which, you know, wouldn't upset many people. But I'm just saying, it's amazing what he did. He climbed up Cried that wall. All the way. I mean, I know kids do that in their hallways of their house. They do it, like, with their hands and it's stuff. amazing. Like, and then, not to mention, wasn't there barbed wire on the yeah, top? Yeah, the consultant that they had, because they had another escape, said, oh, yeah, you need to put razor wire up there. And then they paid him his $100,000. He went away, and they put the razor wire. This guy not only planked his way up the wall, then parted the razor wire with bare hands and got out. Wouldn't you think that if someone got out of the prison, this is a murderer, by the way, this isn't some guy that like robbed a bank or a convenience store and took like a bag of Doritos, this is a murderer. Wouldn't you think your concern would be, hey, we got to figure out how he got out so nobody else does it. Like, let's stop the bleeding. I know you want to look for the guy. Look for the guy, sure. But also, let's stop the bleeding. But we'll address that later. I've never seen a prison. Of course, you got to understand, prisons are corporations. I mean, they're businesses. They're not like you think. They're they're businesses. They're run by big, huge prison companies. Uh, The amount of BS coming out of the spokesperson, this lady for the prison system that they have there, Mm -hmm. is amazing. It sounds like, it sounded like Bud Light. It really did. Well, we'd like to be clear about this. Uh, we had our consultant from uh, Stupid, Stupid, and Stupid come out here, and <laughs> they gave us their report, and we initiated the report of the agenda of the report moving forward. Our corporate just... investigations team will be uh, forthwith coming to any new, therefore, information uh, here to hither from uh, now to this point in the future. We may or may not uh, investigate. Yeah, how we just catch the murderer and not let any more murderers out? That might be a great idea. I want him found. Not tomorrow, not after breakfast, now. (laughs) All right, a man who worked at a a property maintenance company has accused his HR manager of harassment. Why? Why? (sighs) This is kind of funny. I kind of like her. I mean, it is harassment. I'm not condoning what she does, but I don't, I guess she didn't like him and she sent him a phallic shaped cake and told told him to eat a D. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty funny. So now he's saying he's been harassed because she sent Will you man him up? a phallic-shaped cake. She sent me a cake and it looked like a wiener. So now he's seeking over $500,000 oh, in damages. A, oh, come on. I mean, this guy is such a total... See, it's stunning. It is stunning. You really, seriously? Yeah, she gets him a cake and he gets upset? This is a dude? This is a guy, but let me... Okay. Oh, grow a pair. We yeah, can put but, him on the cake. Okay, but if we're going to be fair, if this was a male H, if this was a male manager and he sent a female a sexual cake and said something to her and she was forced to resign and she sued him, we'd all be applauding her. Here's a boob cake. Thanks for being a boob. <laughs> okay, so we have a double standard. That's all right. Sexual <laughs> harassment is no joke, sweetie. Don't expect as long as that. You admit it now. Don't expect that from a guy, though. It's like, come on, seriously. It's, you know, she didn't like it. It was funny. That's actually, you know, it's, oh, that's not funny. That's harassment. Whatever. What about we, this? We just got to we just got to tone it down a little bit. Uh, disgusting behavior captured by the do- people are getting more and more brazen. Is that the right word I'm yeah, looking for? Yeah. Because everybody now has a ring doorbell or a nest doorbell, and we can record. And people just don't care. They don't care. They're like, oh, you're videoing me. So what? I'm still going to do the thing. This DoorDash delivery guy goes up. I- I'm beginning to think 
people that deliver food don't like their job. <laughs> All these videos I'm seeing lately are people are going, if I come up to your house and then it's here, I'm not delivering your food. I'm putting it into the driveway. And you're, I'm like, why are you in a bad mood to get another job if you hate it so much? Yeah. It's just, this guy apparently was not very happy. Uh, I guess he was going up to the homeowner's door uh, apartment to, to deliver the food. Um, I don't know if he got a lousy tip or what, but he sat the bag food down uh, right in front of the, uh, the door, and then he spits on the meal three times. Oh, then he mumbles something under his breath. You get a lousy tip. And then I guess the 13-year-old boy, I guess the, the boy is the one who placed the order, um, said their stomach turned when they watched the video back, you know, on your little mm-hmm. app, because that's what you do. Um, so they said that, they, I guess it was $30 for the order. They added a $3 tip. Not great. No. Better than no tip. Um, so they said, I guess the driver was displeased with the amount of tip and decided to spit all over so their now, order. Now you got to please the driver. Or you, you, the driver leaves his DNA on your food. Is that what goes on here now? Yeah, it's like you you, you make me happy or or else. <laughs> now, um, tell me they sent the video into the... They sent the video into DoorDash, asked for a refund. Initially, they were denied until they got a service representative on the phone. The company said the driver involved will no longer be able to deliver for DoorDash. Does that mean he's fired? Can't we just say that? No, it means he works for Uber Eats now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And finally, to save money, I, I know a lot of people... Um, Inflation sucks. Groceries are expensive. I think I'm probably spending three times more. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm really being diligent about budgeting groceries more than I ever have in my entire life. And I still feel like I'm spending three times more on groceries. Dude, and two gas bags is like a hundred bucks. Everything is expensive. And so some people, like I, I haven't been out to eat in quite some time. Um, but some people still want, you know, you got to live your life. And they're going, hey, let's go out. Let's get something to eat. Let's go take a break. Let's go relax. Well, you have an invite to the diner anytime at no cost. You know that. Oh, I know. I yeah, love your Jill diner. has to get her passport. <laughs> yeah, they, there's no flights. I get it. I do love your diner. It's, it's, it's probably one of my favorite far. places. It's uh, 20 minutes. Well, I get spoiled when I go there. I don't even have to order off of the menu. Angie spoils me, your wife, makes me my own menu, and I get unlimited wine. Why wouldn't I go there? It's amazing. Well, um, you know. But what adults are doing, because not everybody has a boss who owns a diner that gives them food anytime they want. They're going to restaurants and they're ordering from the kids' menu to save money. Wow. Now, I, I've done that before if I'm not super hungry. Yeah, if but I'm not, not to Yeah, like if dollars. I'm at the beach or something, this is when I ate meat. I'm like, I'm not super hungry. I'm going to get a kid's hot dog or whatever it is, you know? But you got to also realize the kids' menu now has become what used to be the adult menu. It's just everything we eat now. You ever notice that your plate, I mean, you're getting your money's worth, but at the same time, it's like I, you feel like you need to eat it all. Yeah. And it's like six billion calories. It's oh, like yeah. hamburgers are not... The diner's guilty of this, too. We have a monster burger. This thing's got to be like 2,000 calories. It's my favorite. But the thing is, is that everything that comes now is supersized. Why do you think we're so fat? Why do you think I'm so fat? Well, because people are trying to get more bang for their buck because they're trying to save money. So they're going, if I can get the thing that's not unhealthy for me for $1.50... Then I'm gonna go do that. I'm not saying it's right. Everything I, you know, else, but everything else is shrinking. Pringles cans are like two inches shorter. Not even Everything's that. Smaller. Your toothpaste is like. Is this the travel size? No, this is the regular size. I'm like, it seems kind of small. Donuts, burgers, everything is smaller, and so you know, kids' meals are generally less expensive than what's, especially if you're going to get a pizza. 
And you're like, I'll have the kids' pizza. It's usually like a little personal pan, way less expensive. Mm -hmm. So they should just make a restaurant that has just kids' meals. If you're an adult who orders from the kids' menu, then make a reservation at Le Bistro Juvenile, an adult (laughs) dining experience with kids' menu prices. Our special today is nugget of chicken served in the shape of dinosaur. With elegant hospitality and a five-star cuisine for five-year-olds. We also have the butter of peanut and marmalade. Every meal brings you back to childhood because you will eat like a child. I'll have the macaroni au gratin. Excellent choice, madame. And may I suggest a pairing of our finest wedges served in a sippy cup? Le Bistro Juvenile, where fine dining comes with a toy. Ah, the Ninja Turtle. (laughs) I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. (laughs) You stupid idiot, smarty pants, stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid (laughs) news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Oh, boy, okay. Um, Yeah, I I remember Mike Ditka only because... I used to watch SNL, and they would do yeah. that bit. The Bears. Yeah. Norm from uh, Cheers used to be uh, on the table there in the bar with everybody else. And who else? Who would play Mike Ditka? Anyway, Chris Farley, right? Was it Farley? Yeah, it was funny. I mean, it was funny back then. Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The well, Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Yeah. Bears. Was that the 80s, early 80s? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Late late 80s, maybe? I don't know. I remember. Yeah. It's just... I just think it's kind of weird that you would bring... Some, first of all, these, this guy getting married, he's 27 years old. So he wasn't even around, alive. Yeah, but maybe his dad was a super fan, and usually like sons and dads, it's like who your family likes, you like, and it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's very weird, I think. It doesn't matter. Chicago resident Jake Manzecki uh, earned himself some local fame by holding a Chicago Bears-themed bachelor party in which he dressed himself up like Mike Ditka. Uh That already happened. But now at the wedding, he did a reprise. He brought it back. Not for the wedding, but he brought it back for the reception, and they did a whole routine, him and his buddies, and they're all dressed like Mike Ditka. Jake sent us this picture of himself, groomsmen, and friends at his wedding on Saturday, with the Ditka sweaters, mustache, and sunglasses making their return after it got national fame last November. But they weren't just posing for pictures on this day. Yeah, and they're all dancing around. They're doing like a line dance, and they're all working their dick, Ditka outfits. Yeah. Acting like Ditkas. <laughs> so. Acting like Ditkas. <laughs> He's had such a perfect mustache, you know? Yeah, it's hard to maintain a mustache that perfect. Like, how do you trim that? Yeah. So I guess the song is called Bear Down Bears. Zanke and the group came up with their own dance for Bear Down Chicago Bears during the reception that evening. And as you can see, it's pretty well choreographed with Jake and the group getting into the spirit of the costume. Everybody having fun at the wedding as the guys channeled the coach. If only things would have gone a little bit better on Sunday at Soldier Field. Now, you might be asking yourself. No, I'm not asking anything. What was was the... um there was some kind of, sh- was it the Super Bowl shuffle? What was the dance they did Super with the Bowl Chicago shuffle. Bears? And the re- Super Bowl shuffle. Refrigerator Perry was out there yep, and they were yep. all doing the Refrigerator thing. Perry, Do you right? remember the that? The fridge, yeah. Wow. I just remember them doing a, a shuffle of some sort. I remember the. It's good to have a jock head on the show. <laughs> I think they still call him Refrigerator. I don't know. He's big enough. He goes into his account's office. Fridge, how you doing? Come on, man. We're past that. <laughs> All right. God, I really want to. Do I have Stomp? Because I love that song I know so much. No, you do. 
Uh, I think it's under Kirk. Uh, I think or it could be in the replays under Kirk. I think I relabeled it. Nah, no, no. no. I just have foot stopping sound effects. Uh, <laughs> do you have any other Kirk Franklin? Kirk. No, not with me. But uh, anyway. No, nope, that's birthday. Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> According to Hank Kuhneman, a Nebraska preacher, God has his sights on a developed 100-acre patch of land. Scotty, how many men do we have? That's still he, Captain Kirk. <laughs> and he sure would like to see the church's congregation help with the purchase of this land. The Lord wants you to give generously into his church. Amen. Don't ask no questions. Don't ask how come, uh, 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 why uh-huh. come the pastor have to have him a nice house? Uh, uh, why come the uh, uh, pastor got to have a nice car? Uh, don't ask. I said, don't ask. I said, don't ask. <laughs> Just give the money. I love that so much. Isn't that great? No, so he wants the parishioners to just buy the plot? <laughs> Come on, testify up in here. Yes. Stop. I'm having a Holy Ghost party. Gotta have a Holy Ghost party up in here. You testify. Oh, you said, you said. Stop. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror. I need you to buy me 100 acres of land. It's for the congregation and God. Is that what it's for? Or is he like putting a shed up or something? Nah, he's gonna. He wants. Is it his own house and compound, or is <laughs> yeah, it for the church? It? It's for God. Why do you? I don't question him. Don't ask. That's don't what ask. God expects from His sheep here at the Greater Ebenezer New Revival Tree of Life Institutional Double Rock on the side of the road to Jericho Missionary Baptist Church. That's, so uh, that title is way too long for that <laughs> church. <laughs> So he wants to offer them a million dollars. He wants his congregation to give him a million dollars for the land. All right. A million dollars? But, but How many it, people but, you got? But it doesn't matter because there was another offer that came in for three million. And now he's saying that those people stole the land from the Lord. God. Well, technically we all did, I guess, then, huh? <laughs> oh my God. It's just it, it just, what a crazy world, huh? Mm. How many how many uh, how many of those big mega churches have sucked money out of so many like suckers? Olstein? Dude, I there's one over not far from my house over here uh, near College Park. And Which I one? I buy it. It's got like two fountains and the giant glass building. Well, it I takes mean, up like an entire corner and because God requires well, when I'm you glad worship. The churches you, are pretty, but at the same well, time, well, you think about how much property tax the average family pays on their home, and then how much property tax these folks pay. Well, they don't well, pay those, property tax exactly. That's his point. My, my, oh. my, what blows my mind is that Joel Osteen, who I, well, I used to watch every Sunday morning, I'm not going to lie, uh, and, you, and you listen to his message and go, yeah, he's really speaking to me, and then you see how much money they make, which is fine, but then do you use it to help people? Oh, wait, did the hurricane happen in Houston and people needed shelter and you told them they could not come in your church? Okay. Well, they get the marble dirty. Oh, hey, it's like, my wait a favorite minute. meme hey. ever where it shows him baptizing somebody, but like the way they capture the photo, it looks like he's drowning her in the water. <laughs> did you, do you have the audio memory we had about five years ago the guy with the green eyes that made it was worth 700 million dollars an inside edition was following him around do you remember that guy that preacher oh the one and she goes to ask him something yeah, yeah. He yells at her you don't know oh, the yeah. message that I deliver oh, why yeah, do you have yeah. a Gulfstream uh, jet with like he's, 60 he's seats the, the beady eyed guy yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what's yeah. his name oh god he's the richest preacher yeah, in the entire yeah. world that guy um yeah he's, he's kind of mm. evil was he the one married to Tammy 
No, 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 those, no that, those people were just on drugs. Um. <laughs> What's his name? Billy? No. No, 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 no not Billy um, Graham, no. Uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland. That's him with the green yeah. eyes. Oh, he goes How nuts. dare you ask about my jet? That's the jet that brings the word of the Lord all over the world. Isn't and of it true course. that you want to fly commercial so that you can fly in luxury? How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business, but... Isn't it the business of your donors? Listen... I paid. Oh boy. He wants a choker. <laughs> you kinda caught me off guard. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How about that? Thank you, Lord. Help me. Just let me let me pray. Well let me let me just ask you a really simple question. A lot of people think it's unbecoming for a preacher to live a life of luxury and to fly around in private jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. It takes a lot of money to do what we do. Without the airplane that we have that I bought from Tyler Perry, and I didn't pay anywhere. And Tyler's one of the greatest guys. He made it. He made that airplane so cheap for me, I couldn't help but buy it. <laughs> you better send me your money up in here, Lord. I need a hundred acres to worship you. Oh, that moment when she asks him, like. Don't you think that's unbecoming? And he like, you see his fists clench, and he's yeah. like, uh, like he wants to just reach over and grab her. Then he's like, hey, hey, hey. He goes back to his fake smile thing. Well, make sure I make my deposit the day end of the week for all the monies I got from you, so I can buy a hundred acres. Oh, say stomp. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Oh my God. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And it's all brought to you by Fair and Fair. Of course, the top story is Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, jeez. I mean, this guy is such a total... <laughs> See, it's stunning. Are they going to do anything? They're not going to no, do not anything, gonna do anything. I mean, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. They'll talk about doing the thing, but then they won't actually do the thing. Now, here's the here's the setup. Um, Kevin McCarthy, you know, he's the uh, House Speaker. He's the one that just announced that they're going to do an Im- impeachment inquiry. This is not an actual impeachment. This is an inquiry. This is gathering evidence or gathering documents. Into, it, it just takes it up a little bit, just another level. It's not the biggest deal in the world. And I still believe they're not going to do squat. But here he is, Kevin McCarthy, the House Pusscake. Today, I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer. Oh, forget it. No, I can't. I can't. Wouldn't I just it can't. have made I more can't. sense to try to impeach uh, Mayorkas and, and Merrick Garland first? Merrick Garland? Why would you impeach Merrick Garland? We have so many people request that impression from you. God. <laughs> it's just frustrating. And then the thing is, is first of all, Let's take a comedy break, okay? Bring in the Fetterman! Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. Uh. 
Don't do it. Please don't do it. Congressman John Fetterman. Is he having a breakdown? He already had a breakdown. Remember, he was running for office. Well, I know he had a stroke, but his, his communist gold digging wife, who's uh, want you know wanted to buy a mansion right away before he even got into office. She's the then worst. They, then they caught her while he was campaigning that they bought this mansion, but he's all about the poor's. Mm. And then they bought this mansion, and she said. Oh, no. I bought the mansion because of the pool, because I want to make the pool the people's pool. Quick, kids, put on your hoodies. Right. I'll believe that. So John Fetterman had a stroke while he was campaigning. Uh, He should be in bed right now. They didn't give him a chance to recover. They needed him because he was a Democrat, and they needed a Democrat to, uh, you know, for the numbers. How many people that have severe health issues are, are in office? A lot. A lot. So, uh, Fetterman was caught in a hallway later on by a reporter. No, that's not a reporter with a, a reporter with a guitar, maybe, but... Um, no, that's the right letter. Okay, now here it is. You basically dared House Republicans to launch this impeachment inquiry. Now they have... Yeah. Oh, do you regret it? Oh, no, please don't do it. it. It's just like those dangerous men over there, you know? The the cheap thrills and everything. I, I don't know. It's t- What the hell is he saying? I don't know. It's, that, it's those men over there with the cheap thrills and the balloon animals. Ooh, balloon animals. He goes ooh. to the Kamala Harris school ooh, ooh, ooh. on how to sleep oh my gosh. good. You know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> Anyway, so of course the president has denied any involvement in his son's business dealings. There's so much evidence. It's ridiculous. And you know, this guy, I know how he feels. Representative Scott Perry went out on the street and there was some snarky reporter from Australia. I don't know. What actual evidence do you have as opposed to allegations to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you oh, I don't successfully know. bullied Speaker McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge uh, this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interest. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, on, the vice president at the time on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch. The prosecutor was fired, right? Because the prosecutor was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blunt, look, I'll turn it well, over to you. The American people can't see that. They think it's political revenge. It's because you don't report on it. And, and you're not a reporter because you have your own opinion. You're not even reporting the news. That's why we have the biggest problem in this country with the media. The media is the one that's mm-hmm. destroying this country because half the people in this country at this moment don't know what's going on, that nope. their president's compromised, that his son was selling his influence when he was vice president. These people are so corrupt, their souls are blacker than black. I don't know. I just, I'm just glad the big orange man that sends out the mean tweets isn't in office anymore. The scary thing that, that I think about is the fact that we only find out about this stuff now because we all have the internet and we can see other viewpoints. Oh, it's been Back going in the day when you didn't have that, yeah, but it was the still media happening. was your only source for that stuff. And who knows how many of those people were bought off and nobody had any idea because there was no ideas thrown out to the contrary. 
No, there was a lot of darkness back. It's always been the same. It's always been the same, but there's always been people that fight against it. You have to, because if there's no balance, they'll destroy everything. These people are pure evil. I really believe that. I don't, I'm not a religious guy, but I really think there is a negative and a positive in the world. Yin and yang. There's, there's evil in this world. Real yeah. evil. Mm-hmm. People, I don't know what form it takes, although it manifests itself in people like Joe Biden. It's money, man. Money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. That's the the love of money is the root of money. There you go. Well, I mean, it's every politician, I'm sure, gets in just to help the people. I'm looking to take care of the citizens. And then two years in of steak dinners from, you know, lobbyists or bribe, you know, bribes. And next thing you know, you're just a shill. Why do you think these talented lawyers who go to school till their eyes bleed end up in politics? That's where Where the the money is. See, that's the part that everybody needs to fix because we make them two separate terms. Lobbying, that's okay. And bribery, that's bad. It's the same thing. You're you're buying people stuff in exchange for... I, I just saw Jill cross her eyes first time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you like that lobbying thing. You, you bring that well, up. I mean, I'll, think about it, yeah. though. Why, why else would it... I, I know, I know. I, I, you that said, it's the basis of everything. I, 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 now Rick's eyes are crossing. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell me I'm wrong. I, You know how I say the media's corrupt? I probably said that about a thousand times over the last few years. You beat me on the lobbying thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to work at it, though. Keep That's going. where everything comes from. All right. Speaking of Trump and the orange bad man, uh, there's a... I won't say a liberal site. These are Trump haters. They're Republicans that you, that turn into never Trumpers, if you know what a never Trumper is. Yeah. What's that? Uh, it's a Republican who back in the day wouldn't vote for Trump no matter what happened, still hates Trump. They hate Trump more than some Democrats. They have a website called Bulwark. Bulwark. It's, it's full of bitter never Trumpers. And okay. there's a lady there by the name of Mona Sharon. And two she, first names. Yeah. And uh, she has a uh, article that just came out, an op-ed that's called "Stop Hiding Biden." Clever, huh? Mona's clever. Mona, I want to go over to Mona's house. Anyway, uh, here's what she says in her article: Our octogenarian president traveled 8,000 miles to meet with India's pri- prime minister or premier Narendra Modi, and he attended the G20 summit in New Delhi. Then he flew another 2,000 miles to visit America's new pal, Vietnam, all over the course of just five days. You see where this is going, right? Mm. That's a demanding trip, even for a younger person. After meeting for several hours with the general secretary of the Communist Party of Vietnam, Huyen Pho Trong, Biden held a formal press conference, and he did fine. More Americans need to see how energetic and how well he conducts himself, the president of the United States. All right. So what I did was, is I compared, the article goes on for another six paragraphs. I compared some quotes of hers about Biden with some audio that I dug up. Okay. Mm. So here's one of her quotes in the article. There is no way to watch Biden's Hanoi press conference and not recognize that his brain is functionally perfect. What? Yep. His brain is functionally perfect. Okay? Then why aren't you president, Lee? Now I'm rolling the audio to contradict what she just said. And uh, let's see. I'm just following my orders here. Wow. Uh, Real leader. (laughs) That was thrilling. Wasn't that thrilling? Okay, all right. Stop it right there. Now here's the next quote. This is obviously not dementia because dementia patients get confused about tenses and facts. Okay. All right. Let's go back to my collection of audio and let's play cut two, which contradicts what she just said. There's a, my, my brother loves having 
There's famous lines from movies that he always quotes. You know, and one, one of them is there is there's a movie about John Wayne. He's an Indian scout. And they're trying to get the, I think it was the Apache, one of the great tribes of America wow. back on the reservation. Oh. And he's standing with the Union, so he's all on their, in their, on their horses and their saddles. Uh, Smoke, it's the perfect time to play it. The dog-faced pony soldier? No, the, the, the kid. Yeah. The can't get it out. Oh, yeah, no, he's the best. All right, don't worry about it. Here we go. Quote number three. People who are dealing with dementia or, or, or senility, you know, they begin a sentence and stop halfway through. Our president doesn't do that. Really? As a matter of fact, I think it's less likely to cause that kind of conflict. Uh, I don't, uh, anyway. That, and that was this week. We, we can go back in the archives. It holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. <laughs> Mona Sharon. Wow. Bulwark. Bitter never Trumpers. Can we get people in office that aren't elderly? I'm just wondering. Have you against- ever had a dream <laughs> that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want All right, thank you, Mr. President. No for the questions. <laughs> well that's what Corinne Jean Pierre did. Yeah. She's the one who ushered him off the stage. He was in the middle of a sentence and she said, Okay, that's enough. Everybody leave. I mean, are we gonna try to get a leader? That is mentally and physically strong to lead this country. Is that gonna? Is that a goal for anyone? All or? I'm saying is, I saw the footage of RFK doing chin-ups out of Venice Beach. See how fit he is. Holy crap! I can I admit it. I know openly, you can't stand his voice. No I know. way in hell that I could listen to that. I know for years on. Well, think end. about when you have to go to conferences and oh, world, okay. talk in front of world leaders. I get it, but he's, you'd rather have this. Have you ever had a dream that? <laughs> That you um you had uh, I don't know you, you could you do <laughs> but I tell you what I don't know about you but I'm going to go to bed. Do you know uh, he's married <laughs> to Cheryl Hines? Yeah, yeah. I have Isn't no that wild? idea. All right, outrage continues in New Mexico. That's where the governor, the governor, Democrat New Mexico Governor Michelle Luan Grisham said she would welcome a fight after announcing an emergency order to suspend all firearm rights. All right, I'll fight you. Where's the ring? That's right. Even concealed license carriers and people who just open carry, where it's allowed in in Albuquerque, cannot have a gun. And the sheriff says, ain't going to happen, biatch. Ain't going to happen. That's unconstitutional, and I swore to uphold the Constitution. The Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. My oath was to protect the Constitution, and that is what I will do. The governor made it clear in her press conference. She knew we as law enforcement did not agree with the order, and as a result, this was solely her decision. Other than this ban being unconstitutional, here are other reasons why I will not enforce the order. One, what many forget, is I have enough violence here in Bernalillo County. I do not want to have political violence towards my deputies or here in Bernalillo County. My job is to keep the peace and to make sure that the citizens of Bernalillo County are safe, and I do not believe that this order will help me do so. I'm a law enforcement professional this order will not do anything to curb gun violence other than punish law-abiding citizens 
from their constitutional right to self-defense. They're foaming at the mouth to take weapons away from citizens because that's all we have against them. I know it sounds crazy. That's conspiracy. No, but the government cares about us. They just want to make sure we're safe. Okay. Um, Now, here yesterday I said uh, my uh, whole thing with her was this is a trial balloon to see if she can pull it off. Yeah. I changed my mind. I think what's going to happen now, actually going to happen, this whole thing's going to backfire. And I think Democrats, you can notice there's a lot of Democrats not happy with her as well. And there's some that are actually going along with the Republicans in Albuquerque calling for her impeachment. Good. Now, the thing is, is that um, it's going to backfire because if she pushes this and it goes to the Supreme Court, think about this. A case in the Supreme Court at this moment, the makeup of the Supreme Court, could dismantle the entire concealed carry weapons licensing for the entire country. How about no, See? Scott? Okay. So, so this could backfire on them, and all of a sudden, in the entire country, like it is now in 17 states, you'll be able to open carry, and there will be no restrictions. Hello. You know, kind of how it was like supposed to be, or... Yeah. Now, Governor Michelle Luan Grisham was invited because they love her on CNN. But I got to tell you something. One of these reporters on CNN actually did her job. This is genius question. Here we go. It's the governor with uh, I don't know what's her name. What if a Republican governor of a state declares a health emergency and unilaterally um, outlaws abortion in that state where the legislature has not done so by statute? Following your logic, would that also be sound? Your brain. Oh, her brain fried. Oh, 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 oh. Get the fire extinguisher. Uh, in, in this situation, honestly, I don't think so. But that is what's happening in this country, is that what? we've got extremists on this question. Okay, so you notice what she did there. So if it's, if it's something against her, she calls it extreme, but her view isn't extreme. No, no, what yeah. she did there is she switched the topic. She took what the reporter used as an example, as an analogy to make her point about how ridiculous her gun ban is. She used the abortion issue. But this, this politician, she's very good, took that and changed the subject to abortion. That's where she's saying, oh, but there's extreme people out there that want to ban abortion. Uh, and on reproductive rights. And the issue about the emergency order, the difference here is I had an 11-year-old that was shot and killed with 17 rounds in a road rage. I got a call from a surgeon whose husband was killed in the same way in Albuquerque. All right, the difference is... An 11-year-old, and that's tragic as hell, got shot and killed. Uh, gang violence. Okay, so bullets are flying. So don't solve the gang violence. No, Just no. take the guns away. From the citizens who are lawfully caring, right. Uh, but then what about an eight-month-old? If she's going to switch the subject, let's talk about that. What about an eight-month-old about to be born? How about an eight-month-old that's about to be born? Oh, What's you mean that? like one month shy of being yeah, born? Yeah, because uh-huh. that's what they're looking for. They're looking to abortion all the way to term. So what's the difference? I don't need to protect that child. Yeah, that's that's different. With Violence that. is growing. Every single investment and strategy, mm-hmm. including a bold call to action, has failed. No, you haven't tried everything because you're afraid of being called a racist. So you won't try everything. Uh-huh. Now, here are the facts. Here are the facts. I didn't make the facts. The facts are the facts. And if you want to know what the source of the facts are, try the FBI database. So this professor, Christopher Poresher, that's a strange name, uh, thought he was going to, you know, slam dunk this and say this about the the gun ban. He says, who kills the most people in the United States? 
He says white Americans because why? 73% of the population is white Americans. Oops. I'm disappointed to say the FBI collects data on crime and publishes data every year. And this year, 2022 is the last uh, year, table 43A. From it, we can see that despite being approximately 12.6% of the population, black Americans actually outperform white Americans in this category. And how do they do it? Not killing white people. It's black-on-black murders. Far surpass any white Americans on killing their own. And, you know, this this holds true for most races. Who kills most blacks? Who kills most Asians? Who kills most whites? Their own people. Their own people. But we're not addressing that. And she won't address it. You know why? Because then her little liberal friends will go, You're a racist! So, you know, it's never going to get solved. Until we start speaking the truth, it's not going to get solved. So stop complaining about the shootings. Right? Yeah, and uh, I'm... You know, any time that happens, it's a tragedy. Yeah, but at the same time, you're not going to take away my ability to defend myself from people that are doing that. Well, I mean, it's not going to work out. I'm just saying that that's going to be, that's going to either backfire if she really pushes it hard because she pushes it to the Supreme Court. They're going to rule, and then all of a sudden, concealed carry is going to go away, and then what are they going to do? Open season. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I just. And I disagree with concealed carry. I'd like to carry openly. I'd like to see guns around me because I know that if good people are carrying guns, bad people won't. That's the only thing that's going to happen. You're out of your mind. That's just violence begets violence. What? They won't try anything. You go to walk into a store and try to rob it, and you see the person behind the counter has a gun on their hip and a shotgun laying on the counter. You're probably not going to rob that store. (laughs) Yeah. That's not the way for us to live, though. From my cold, dead hands. All right, so we always talk about the lottery winners. They're five years away away from being dead or dead broke. Right. Here we go. Get on the dead broke, dead train. Okay. Uh Remember the guy, Edwin Castro, who won the biggest lottery ever, $2 billion? I do, because I remember as soon as he... uh they saw him walking out, and he was just like wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and they were like, he's got $2 billion, what's he doing wearing flip-flops and a t-shirt? And he bought that big, huge house. Oh, my God. So anyway, he bought two houses. So he bought one in his in his own city, little city in California, but he also just bought a $47 million L.A. mansion. And he's got $2 left. I can't <laughs> do justice to it but through words. You'd have to see it. It's brand new, and it's... There's an infinity pool. Dude, Half it's, of it's glass. There's like six guest houses. It's stunning. His whole it's family could live there. Stunning. They oh, I could live there for sure. Now, if I if he were serious, I mean, look, the best investment you can make is real estate. There's no there's no doubt about that. Yeah. But you know, you, you're smart about it. You buy yourself. I mean, he's got two billion. Well, he's got a billion and a half dollars. You know, buy yourself a nice ten million dollars. That's what gets you off. Which I don't think it would. You kind of end up at the end of the day going all being all alone because you can't trust anybody anymore, mm-hmm. and yeah. you've got twenty thousand square feet of glass and no friends. But hey, that's another thing. But I, I read that book. I mean, it's been ten years since I read the book, uh, Dead Dead Broke. But the People thing is, don't know how to. It, it, it's your personal life that kills you first. It's you realize all of a sudden you can't trust anyone. Well, in the news, they were making fun of the man that won the lottery. He won a couple million. It wasn't a couple. It was more than a couple million. And he bought his flowers, uh, his uh, flowers for his wife. And they're like, you want all that money and all you're buying is flowers? See, people, they'll judge you if you don't blow the whole wad, and then they'll judge you if you if you save it and spend a little bit. They're like, what are you doing? 
Yeah. No. So anyway, he bought forty-seven million dollar mansion. He bought uh, another mansion in his own town for about five. I think it was five million. But his childhood home too. Um, he won the record-breaking Powerball, two billion, and uh, he started to spend his money. But if you know, if you're in this and you're smart about it, you don't buy a forty-seven million dollar mansion because when you try to sell it, let's say there's a recession hits, you're going to lose a few million. Why not buy uh, a slew of apartment buildings, make them nice, be instead of being a slumlord. Be a good landlord and offer affordable housing to people. I mean, if you really care, you know, you really want to do some good. And you I still- don't care. I just want a nice house with a pool. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking this guy, Edwin Castro, is on his way down that road. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay. That's not good. <laughs> we were hoping for a different answer. <laughs> She's like, clutch my pearls. 20-year-old reporter, come on, honey. Okay, and finally, 41% of Americans say they put off going to the doctor. That includes 38% of people 26 to 34. Smoke. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time we went to the doctor? I mean, last time I had something wrong with which, me. Which was when? Uh, but while I went, because my dentist was closed, and I had a toothache, and he wouldn't be back until Thursday. It was like Sunday. And that was how so many I years ago? Uh, four. Okay. 39% of 35 to 54-year-olds... Don't go to the doctor. Well, that's bad because that's that's when you need to start doing like maintenance. Like when you get a, like I'm in I'm starting to get into a maintenance phase where I gotta go do all the checkups, check everything off the list, make sure nothing's breaking, all the plumbing works, all the electronics you work. Say you got a headache, bend over. <laughs> all right, looks like you're good. Uh, survey two thousand <laughs> Americans: the reasons for avoiding the doctor. Anxiety about mm-hmm. potential procedures or tests, 40%. Fear of receiving bad news or a serious diagnosis, 39%. So let's just not go. For let's me, just, it's the, the receiving of a giant bill and then there's nothing wrong with me. That's one of them. But that's only about hey, I'd rather I'd rather have a bill and there'd be nothing wrong with me than have medical bills to pay month after month after month and have something be severely wrong well, with yeah, me. Well, yeah. Like I said, if I have something wrong with me, I'm going to go to the how, doctor. How do you know if something's wrong with you if you don't get I can checkups? I kind of tell. Can you, though? Do you know how many people have stage four cancer that never went to the doctor and never got anything checked up? Look at extremely rich and successful Rush Limbaugh. Went to the went went to the doctor when it was way too late. Mm-hmm. Fourth stage cancer. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, uh, it's, it's so much money. I mean, the nurse is like, "All right, fill out this paper. All right, using the pen, that's five hundred dollars." I'm like, "Wait, wait, hang on." No, I know it's a lot. I'm you really- walk in the door, it's three hundred bucks, even with insurance. So thirty-six percent overwhelmed, thirty-seven percent intimidated, sixteen percent say the money. An additional survey of the uh, two hundred seventy-five Latinos, and I can attest to this, are more likely than white respondents to not go to the doctor. Oh no, they just don't go. They never. I am a man. I'm not going to go to the doctor. Except for you. You're pretty smart (laughs) about it. I have a subscription. He's got the VIP platinum wristband that never comes off. It's it's platinum. (laughs) Americans put off seeing the doctor almost as much as they put off getting their oil changed. Now, do both at Dr. Lube, the drive-in oil change and medical center. Welcome to Dr. Lube. How can we help? Yeah, my car's making a weird sound. And also, I have this lump. Dr. Lube's factory-trained and board-certified technicians will check your fluids, and then they'll check your oil. Sir, while I drain your oil, can you drain a sample into this cup? We offer a 14-point inspection, eight of which require you to wear a hospital gown. Sir, I notice your check prostate light has come on, so it's time for me to inspect the old exhaust pipe. We'll rotate your tires while you turn your head and cough. Okay, sir. Before you go, I just need to take a peek at your dipstick. 
Dr. Lou, AAA, and all major insurance accepted. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talks brought to you by All Electric Services. This is my favorite story of the day. Do you remember... Because it's kind of similar. I don't know if you ever saw the video. It was two big game hunters in Africa, and they had just killed a female lion, a lioness, if you will. And she's dead, and they're posing in front of her, and they set the camera up on the tripod, and they're standing in front of her, uh, and I guess they catch the reflection in the camera that there's a lion coming behind them, a live one. I I, remember that. I don't know if they killed, if if she was his mate or what, and you just see them run, and you hear, and then you hear gunshots, and then you see the lion come back over and kind of peek his eye into the camera. And there's just blood splatter? I, there's no blood, but oh. my you don't see what happens after that. My assumption would be either they ran or he killed them, or I don't know what happened. This is similar to that, and it makes me happy. And you could say, Jill, how insensitive of you. Somebody died. Well, you know what? Sometimes karma comes and bites you in the ass. This is uh, resurfaced footage shows a man shooting at a herd of elephants. And when he takes down one of their own... One of them gets a little pissed off. Man aims his firearm at the uh, elephant passing by, and uh, his guide, I guess that was with him, says, hit it between the eyes. That's the moment the the man begins to shoot at the herd, and he hits one. The bull elephant is shot three times before she drops dead. There wasn't much time for the hunters to celebrate, because as soon as the elephant hit the ground, part of the herd turns towards him and charges them. So the clip, I guess, captures the... uh, They're in... in, um, a, conserv- a conservancy over in, in Africa. This was like eight or nine years ago, but I had to bring it up again. It shows the elephants stomping at the hunters as they run away. Uh, actually gets one of them, kills them, stomps them, runs wow. over them. Wow. That, uh, what was the lady? She like The dentist? The, oh, no, you're talking the, about the, the girl. The, the, well, there was a lady, I think it was over in Thailand, and like the elephant stomped her to death, mm-hmm. and then at her funeral, the elephant shows up and stomps her casket in front of everybody. <laughs> wow, it wasn't done yet. No, that was yeah. I don't, I, you know, I don't there never would stop somebody from hunting. I, you know, and I get it if it's for survival, it makes sense. But I just don't understand it. I just don't get it. I can't do it. You know. Yeah. Um, this isn't the first time it's happened. A lot of people. Well, you see, look, I feel like you're taking your life into your own hands if you're going into their habitat to kill them. Right. Where they are. If somebody comes into your home and tries to kill you, what are you going to do? I know, but for what? For nothing. For nothing. Yeah. So for they their, can take their, a picture the and go, look how amazing I am. I killed this big, huge a helpless animal, animal without a, a weapon. Exactly. How about the uh, dentist? Remember that dentist about 10 years ago? That it beca- that was like news for like a month. That, oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did that become so big? Remember that guy? Yeah, what happened? he, I guess he had, um, he was doing one of those like conservatory things where you go shoot some stuff. But he had done, like, I think he did, like, one or two that were illegal, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. And then he got gored or something, I think. I can't remember. I might be mixing my stories, but... Well, yesterday, you know, I did the story about the the bull run and people, uh, the running of the bulls, and the guy that got gored. And I was like, good. Well, he was an idiot. He stopped to check his phone in the middle of the running of the bulls, which I'm guessing I didn't know they do. killed the bulls afterwards. At the end. That's what someone told I had to yeah, read they up... they do the beef festival the following week. It's not a beef festival. The well, the beef yeah. festival? After you kill all the cows, we're all hypocrites too because I eat meat. You That's know, the but thing. I guess it's, it's like you which is worse? Yeah, you, you just to, you know. not earning the meat and the sustenance for yourself. That's why I said or I would never stop somebody. somebody else to kill I it, would never man. stop somebody from doing it, but uh, and I get I, I get don't. the purpose of hunting as far as like with deer for the thinning of the herds and the food source. Like I I 
I can appreciate and understand that. I could never do it. Mm-hmm. And the big game hunting thing, I'll never understand. I know it's like a, you know. I even go down to fishing. You know, I, I don't. room of death. I always ask people. They always said, show me pictures of them fishing. And I was like, that's cool. Um, did you eat it? And they go, no, we threw it back. And they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm going, why would you puncture a hole? How about a puncture a hole in your mouth and throw you back out of the street? I just for fun. do that all the time. They you know, pay money for it. I had to make it late for something. <laughs> I mean, why would you? I don't know. I got a eyebrow piercing. Check it out. Oh, they don't feel any pain. No, they do. I'm sure they do. Well, that's the thing I don't understand is, uh, and, and, and again, I can appreciate research and things, but we aren't them. So it's like, how do you know? Putting a hook through their face isn't like putting a hook through your fan. How do you know that the lobster doesn't feel pain when you submerge it in boiling yeah. water? Well, usually the nerve endings will <laughs> indicate. So lobsters don't have nerve endings? I mean, they're not they have a central the nervous system, that, don't Not they? to the extent that we do, but they also have an exoskeleton. Oh, that wouldn't. How would? How cool would it be to have an exoskeleton? Oh no, like I don't. Predator? Uh, uh-uh. uh. No, well, he doesn't have an exoskeleton. If we keep glowing with the climate change, we'll all have exoskeletons. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know. Not your jam. No, it's, it's a hard argument because I'm not, again, I'm not against it. I'm not going to sit there and belittle somebody for hunting. I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, I have to eat too, though, at the same time. So Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's as much as, yeah, I've killed animals and hunted them for food. And it's hard to do because nobody likes taking a life in that way. But at the same time, I, the, I don't know, you feel a sense of responsibility, you know, and it's, you're, you're earning it. Yeah. But in this case, this guy, was he going to eat the elephant? No. No, that's the that, thing. That, not that's the, an elephant. I, I really don't understand that. <laughs> elephant mm-hmm. eats Just you. for fun. Yeah. Uh, well, the other thing I don't understand is when they have, like, when they hunt the wolves from the helicopter and the wolves can't get out and they're in a confined area. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait, so they can't get away and you're up in a helicopter, so they can't get you either. <laughs> it's like, okay. Jill, I just realized you have a cockroach. What the hell are you talking about? You know how Rick says cockroach? Yeah. You say helicopter. I do say helicopter. Ooh, you Instead did. Helicopter, yeah, he's right. Helicopter. Ooh, I got one on my side. What do you say? Helicopter. H e l i copter. Yeah, I know how it's spelled. I just always say. H i l copter. Yeah, I say helicopter. 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 Cockroach. What's mine? Do I have one? Not yet. You just burp a lot. Here, people are revealing the grossest thing they've ever tasted. Speaking of food, I can't even imagine this. So imagine you're sitting there and you have a beautiful piece of blueberry coffee cake and you pour Mm. your hot cup of coffee and you're like, this is going to be so delicious. And you bite into it. It tastes weird. And you realize it's just regular coffee cake covered in mold. Oh! Oh. Uh, How about oyster flavored ice cream? Oh. No. No. Okay. Uh, Milk that's gone bad. There's nothing worse. That's the worst. You want to know what's bad that I never had? I wish my husband was awake right now. Uh, There's something that... They call, what's potato in Spanish? Uh, um, potato. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, so he always has um, this name for it. It's ro- like when the potato rots, like a rotten potato. And our Cuban correspondent, Rick. We were t- we were talking about something the other day. I think it was the dishwasher, and I was like, something's backed up. Something smells bad. And he's like, well, at least it doesn't smell as bad as. And then he names rotten. But he says it in Spanish though, rotten potato. And I said never smelled a rotten potato. He's like, oh, it's the worst smell yeah. you will ever smell. I don't know, that or rice. I don't and know. I thought, and oh, I thought to yeah. myself, a potato, how bad could that possibly smell? Until one day, I always keep my food in the fridge. I got scarred a long time ago by keeping some food in the pantry that wasn't sealed. And so now everything stays in the fridge, including potatoes and everything. But I had too many because I had like this big, huge bag of potatoes. So I kept them on the pantry floor, right? Well, I guess I left them there for too long and the a potato went bad. 
holy mother of the Lord and all of the Latter-day Saints. That was <laughs> the worst smell I have ever seen. Really? It was so rancid. I've never smelled a rotten potato like that. Wow. I, I didn't even know potatoes could smell that bad. I just, I just, I, what about canned octopus? Would you eat canned? Oh, no, I don't eat any kind of octopus. I don't really? eat it. My, my wife loves it. I, uh, no, I can't. This one's pretty bad. If you've ever had, do you know what durian is? Oh, it's I, a, I, the fruit, right? It's yeah, stinky? It's like a fermented, gross fruit. It's it's called durian, and it's... Um, it tastes really... doesn't have as a... It's got a really f- interesting flavor, and it's got an even more interesting smell. It it makes, for me, it makes me do the gag reflex. Mm-hmm. You know, you smell something, and then you, the, the gag yeah, reflex yeah. kicks in. But there's some people that really, really like it. Um, all right, let's move on to Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Jets. So... Before Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets, or I should say when he went to the Jets, there was a bar in Wisconsin, Milwaukee to be exact. It's called Jack's American Pub that said they would pay everybody's tab in the bar um, whenever the Jets lose because they're mad that Aaron Rodgers left Wisconsin. Yeah. We're just going to keep going. Another condition is Aaron Rodgers must start the game, but the rules say nothing about him having to finish it. So there's a loud roar when Rodgers leaves the game hurt in the first quarter. The fans say it's nothing personal. I mean, I'm not necessarily opposed to Rodgers, but uh, tonight I'm thinking with my wallet instead. Oh, yeah, and then things get really ugly. Yeah, so then... Yeah, here we go. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. And the mood has changed considerably. <laughs> that is because the Jets just won the game on a long touchdown in overtime. You can take a look. This is the reaction from a bar where people are realizing the bar tabs, they've been racking up all night, thinking, certainly with Rogers hurt, the bar was going to be paying that tab. It is setting in. They are going to have to go to the bar and pay that tab. Oh, and the manager of the bar is going, Phew. Thank goodness I didn't lose all that money. Well, you know, Josh Allen threw three interceptions that night, and so the Jets wound up winning, and the Bills wound up losing. But very interesting. Did you hear, by the way? What? This is I, this can't happen. It's not going to happen because then I'm going to have to root against the Jets, and I'm from there, and I like to root for the Jets. But it turns out there's a rumor that Colin Kaepernick reached out to the Jets and oh, was like, no. dude, I'm ready to go no, no, if no. you need me. Now, you know Aaron still gets $75 million. By the way, he's out for the season. That's a torn Achilles tendon. Um, but they committed to the new guy. Yeah, but he, he so Aaron Rodgers still gets seventy five million on his contract, and so the Jets reportedly have about ten million available for a salary cap space. So if they want to give that to a veteran quarterback, then they're capable of doing that. No. And Kaepernick wants to throw his hat in there. Kaepernick reached out to the Jets and was like, "Ready to go if need me." And they're like, "How about no?" Yeah, Scott. that would be great. <laughs> okay, but you know, it's 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 I shouldn't say funny because I love Aaron Rodgers and I'm I'm super sad that he got hurt. Um, but what was interesting to me was you remember when he tried out to be the host of Jeopardy? Oh yeah, that's right. That, yeah. So and they turned him down, and then he's supposed to be obviously this was supposed to be his golden year. He's going to be the uh, the quarterback for the Jets. That didn't work out, but there still might be a place for him on television. It's a terrible day for the New York Jets. I'm doing a kid show on PBS. Injury, surgery. I'm entertaining children. <laughs> Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to Aaron Rodgers' neighborhood. 
Who could that be? Oh, it's Mr. McFeely with my shipment of ayahuasca. That's right. Speedy delivery from your darkness retreat in Peru. Would you like to share some ayahuasca with our neighbors? Uh, gotta run, Mr. Rogers. Oops, <laughs> didn't mean to say run. <laughs> oh, look, it's the trolley coming back from the land of make-believe. Hello, trolley. What did you learn today? That Jets fans are still pretending they have a chance to make the playoffs? Goodbye, trolley. It's time for me to go too. Time to rehab my ankle. Bye, boys and girls. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. And now, brought to you by Farron and Farrah, the update. Okay, so uh, this is a great story. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Uh, okay. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not that. <laughs> no. Uh, a very upset family was just trying to charge their car. They were online, but lurking just miles behind them was Jennifer Granholm. If you don't know who she is, she's Biden's energy secretary. Oh, yeah. She looks like, uh, in the Brady Bunch, she looks like the mother. What's her name in the Brady Bunch? Carol? Yeah, she looks like her, except maybe... 10 feet taller. Okay. Yeah, she's also got this just air of superiority. and just Yeah, she's an arrogant, uh, multi-degreed, Ivy League graduate, um, you know, I am better than you, like Smoke said, elitist scum that thinks that we should all eat cake. Does she still have the, uh, the beauty mole? Yes. Oh, she does? She's all about electric vehicles. Take and- this quarter. <laughs> Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. So she's all about EVs. Obviously, if you look into her uh, finances, you'll you'll notice that she's highly invested in electric vehicles, which are failing like uh, nobody's business. Ford just lost $4.5 billion in one year on EVs, and they still, they're still not affordable. Uh, the answer continues to be hybrids. Hybrids, the most efficient, reliable, because, you know, if you run out of battery power, you always got the little tiny little peek, peek, mm-hmm. little pipsqueak engine in there. You know, the one, the one from the movie with Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> Will Ferrell. You know, I didn't know they put tampons on wheels. Yeah, Prius, they are the the answer to whatever we need right now, and it's affordable, and it bridges us between what really is going to work, which in my belief is hydrogen, you know, fuel. Mm-hmm. EVs are nothing more than a boondoggle perpetrated by the administration so people in Congress can make oodles amounts of money because they're pushing it like crazy because the more they push it, the more money they get kicked back. And of course, every time they sell an EV car, don't forget, they use your money to subsidize those sales. So even people that want to pay $67,000 for a basic electric car can afford to. Otherwise, it'd be a lot more. Yeah. So Jennifer Granholm's behind this whole push. I'll give you a little example. It is an existential threat. Do you care about climate change? Do you care about the future for you, for your children? Do you want to know how we can solve it? Through cool technology? I've got a very snappy Prezi that I'm going to be Snappy Prezi? How can anybody turn that down? So come to my speech. (laughs) You all convinced? No. <laughs> Thank you. The tides are turning more and more every day. People are seeing the light and seeing what's really going on here. Josh Hawley was already calling around. 
for her whole insight because she's in charge of the whole energy department? 28 energy department officials own stock in Exxon. 17 officials own stock in Chevron. 15 hold stock in both. It doesn't involve or influence in any way our actions. It doesn't, inv- it doesn't it does influence not. their actions? It Only the individual does stock doesn't? It, then why did you it, sell yours? I signed oh. an ethics agreement with the president of the United States saying I would divest. Well, presumably because he was rightly worried that owning these individual stocks would influence your decisions, don't yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely right. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. So, she decided to go for a ride from uh, North Carolina to Tennessee in her electric vehicles. Electric vehicle. How'd that work out? Well, it just didn't. It took uh, four times as long? Or? <laughs> well, yeah. It not only took four times along the planning phase, which is everybody who buys an electric vehicle would have to go through, is to find charging stations. And even if they find charging stations, half of them don't work, they're not enough. Or there's only like four of them, and the other four people in town that have one of those cars are using them. Or it's like this one. This one was actually, all of them were working. There's 10 of them. Beautiful new charging stations. Okay. Except they were all full and there was a line for the charging station. Whoa. Isn't that great? Remember how we hated lining up for gas in the 70s and then again just a few years ago? And mm-hmm. everybody, yeah, let's just do it on purpose, okay? And it's not like you have a choice. You can't go anywhere. You gotta wait. So this cult leader, Jennifer Granholm, sends her, uh, what do they call it? The uh, forward team? The um, Her emissary? The people who go ahead of you to make sure that uh, your your highness is going to get the best treatment. Go forward and they uh, go into a parking lot where there's these 10 chargers. Cut in front of the line using a gasoline-powered car and get in front of everybody. Park a gasoline-powered car in the charger. The entitlement. In that same parking lot is a family. Two babies in the car, waiting already. They've already been waiting for close to an hour to charge their stupid car because they have to have an EV. And all of a sudden, these two guys in this black car cut in front of them, get and park right there in the charger. Of course, he wasn't going to take it sitting down. He called, by the way, it's sweltering out. So he called 911. Palm County 911. Hi, I'm calling because I'm in the Grovetown Walmart at the charging station. And there's literally a non-electric car that is taking up the space who says they're holding the space for somebody else. And it's holding up a whole bunch of people who need to charge their cars. All right, and you're at the Walmart on Sonnerway. Um, the one in Grovetown that, that has the RVs in front. Are they oh, still there? They're still here, but one, one spot opened up, which is like not them. But there's other people who are waiting to charge, and they're still here. And they're not an electric car. And the sign says that it has to. You can't. You can't park here unless you're charging. Yeah, and this is <laughs> let them eat cake. I mean, this is. This is what we're dealing with here. This, these electric, this is not the way to go, and this is not what's happening. Send the gas car ahead to hold yeah. the space for me because I deserve to cut in line. My time's worth every more than everyone else's. Because I am smarter than you. And during the interview that followed, during the interview that followed, Granholm, our energy secretary of the United States, praised China's climate change policies and claimed Americans can learn from China. She's getting paid. <laughs> Have you seen mm-hmm. pictures of China? People can't breathe. Forget COVID. Oh, they no. were wearing masks before beforehand. Then. How about when the American baseball team was it the Cleveland Indians went over there and they started to play? Their jerseys? Their jerseys they had to change after the first inning because they were black with soot. What? No way. Yep. <laughs> it's true. Can't make this stuff up. Can't make this up either. Okay. We all love John Kennedy. He's uh he's he's a piece of work. John Kennedy, Republican from Louisiana. 
Um, there's an inquiry going on, a hearing, uh, about Republicans banning books in libraries. Yeah. That's what they're calling it, book bans. You know? And you get people that don't look into any of this, and they're like, well, why would you ban the books? Books are a good thing. They don't yeah. know what they're talking about. The Illinois Secretary of State, Alex, I can't say that name. Uh, he's uh, Geonolius. Um, Sounds Greek. Is the one doing the questioning. You know, why would you ban children's themed books? Well, John Kennedy came prepared. Good for him. Oh, did you oh, believe yes. this? No, yeah, I, I believe. Oh, okay. Now, I got to warn parents if you're in the car with children right now, this is graphic, but I bleeped every, I, I bleeped the bad words out, but. You can still find them in the school library if you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can go to the third, third graders is what we're talking about That's here. That's the messed up part. This book is available to third graders, LGBTQ and sexually themed children's books. So, um, Remember, the Democrats are the one that call this hearing to, uh, you know, dig in the Republicans for banning books. So John Kennedy decides he's going to read a portion of a book that they said shouldn't be banned and should be in, in the hands of a third grader. Here we go. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Genderqueer. Okay. Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote, I got a new strap-on strap harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your in my mouth. I'm going to give you the of your life. Then I want you inside of me. End quote. Now, Mr. Secretary, what are you asking us to do? <laughs> That's in a third grade library. Third grade library. Dude. And this is what they're pushing back on. I cringed hearing that, and I'm 47. They're pushing back on that. I have to play this, and and I don't. it's not to upset anybody, but I had to play this because you need to know what's really going on. And these books, you know, in spite of what DeSantis does, are still in some of the schools here in Florida. You know, these are books that are in most libraries. Did you know that the American Library Association is run by a, a, a self-admitted communist? I mean, we have really? some we have some bad crap going on and nobody knows about it cuz the media won't report it. You uh, know? And I'm not asking TV to play that segment I just played for you. I'm just saying they should at least mention it. They don't. And in California, and California, think about this. What would you have said about this 20 years ago in California? The state, Gavin Newsom, is deciding to make children the ward of the state. That means if your child, like in the joke we just did in fake news, if your child came home one day and says, he's Optimus Prime, you got to install tires on him. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And if you don't. They'll take the child away from you. This is where we're at right now. This is why this is so important to get out. And this is why I needed to play that. You know, not that I'm in favor of banning books, but this is only for schools. With you children. Can, you can put the books anywhere you want. Yeah, nobody's saying, like, you gotta censor literature. No, but, like, in a school library? I it, mean, you can't go find the Hustler magazine in there, can you? I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. Here's a good story. Florida 12-year-old Austin McMillan was swimming with his behavioral therapist, Jason Piquet, when the therapist tried to see how long he could hold his breath underwater. This is the part that kills me. After a few minutes, the tween became concerned. It was like six to five minutes he was underwater, and I was like, that's way too long. He can't do that. 
That's McMillan talking right there. So here's some of the audio. I'm just so like amazed at how strong he was and how wise he was in that moment. And I always want him to know that he is a hero. Yeah, because in the incident caught on surveillance video, McMillan swam over to Paquette, pulling him into the shallow area and rushed out to get help. Another camera recorded him running out to the front yard and yelling for help. The tween then returns to Paquette and starts performing CPR, something he learned on Stranger Things. He learned from Stranger Things? He learned from Stranger Things is where he learned how to perform CPR. So the teen... Saw the instructor under for too long, went and said, this isn't right, pulled him up, pulled him to the shallow yep. end, and gave him CPR. By the time the tween's father arrived and called 911, Paquette was already uh, regaining consciousness. The therapist is grateful and proud of McMillan for saving him. That's why everybody he saved his, CPR. He saved his life. Amazing. Isn't that something? We Good. had to learn, we had to take CPR classes. We had to know the Heimlich Maneuver and CPR in high school. Yeah, I, I had to learn that. But uh, don't you have to, re- you have to renew that, what, every year? Yeah, you're one supposed to, they change it every so first often. Stage, every three, I think. Well, you don't have to do the mouth thing anymore. No, apparently you don't have to do the mouth thing anymore. We had to learn it too before I had uh, Elliot. They teach you how to do uh, Heimlich maneuver and CPR on little babies. Wow. And you could do it on yourself too, the Heimlich, not CPR. You can? Heimlich, yeah, you just you can. run as fast Are, as you, you can into use a chair. A chair. Yeah. Wait, or, what do you, what's your technique, Rick? Run as fast as you can into the side of a table. <laughs> I did that once. Did you really? Did it work? I didn't know what to do. There was no chairs around. It was so a panicked? bar. No, I wasn't that panicked. No, I wasn't that bad. I, I could barely you were calmly breathe. choking? Some people can, <laughs> no breath at all. Well, usually it's a flap for your windpipe and the piece of food goes on top of the flap. So that's why you got to put the burst yeah, of air. That I don't push, know what happened. I know my, th- my throat hurt for a week after that. So, but. Uh, <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, I did CP- I, I did CPR. I did the Heimlich on somebody once. Really? Yeah. Did you break their ribs or did you? No, I didn't break life? their ribs. They blew something out of their mouth. Bread. Good for you. It's always bread or restaurant. I would think going to a restaurant. Yeah, you would have to know it for. Did your- they clap? Did they clap? Did everybody go? Yeah, you saved his I life. Don't I don't remember. Go, Rick. I don't think so. I don't remember. Sit down. What do you want a medal? <laughs> <laughs> A report from the Food and Drug Administration advisory panel could upend the market for over-the-counter cold and allergy medication. Is this big news? The panel unanimously voted to declare oral versions of uh, phenylephrine or phenylephrine. Basically, oh, your cold medicine yeah, doesn't yeah. work. Your sinus medication, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't work. Phenylephrine, HCI, or whatever is it is. completely ineffective. I'm telling you, Elliot had a sinus infection and in what we think was strep for a whole week, right? And we were giving him like over the counter stuff because we didn't really know what he had and he had a fever. And we're like, we'll give him this. After a week, still has it. So finally, I took him to the doctor, got an antibiotic. Boom, better. Yeah, usually for strep, you have to take like a moxicillin. That's what it was. So, phenylephrine, which is found in Sudafed PE, VIX, NyQuil, Sinex, uh, Nighttime, Sinus Relief, and Benadryl Allergy Plus Congestions does absolutely nothing. But. We'll still sell it to you. It generates $1.8 billion a year. And and let me ask you something. Aren't these things tested? I mean, this is just a nasal spray. We're not talking well, about vaccines. Like, well, sometimes it's a decongestion. Yeah, or, it's it's in there. Like, here's I think I have. Isn't one this stuff tested though? Here. Don't they make sure it works before but the FDA approves it? Yes, but this stuff you got to understand. The purpose of the over-the-counter stuff is for mild cases. But like we did the story before, some people aren't going to the doctors, whether it be too expensive or out of fear. So they're trying to feed. Uh, uh, they're trying to. Um, defeat or, or treat more serious cases with a milder medication and then your body builds up this immunity 
to the medication. So then you have to go to the doctor and get something strong because that's not going to work on it. Oh, also, the FDA FDA's already kind of been bought out by the companies that make and sell this stuff. So they really have no incentive to actually tell you the truth of whether it works or not. They're just getting paid to... So phenethylene, or whatever that is, was replacing pseudon... Uh-huh. Pseudofedrin? The one that actually worked in 2006 because they were making meth with it. Yeah, you can't only buy well, like you know, two packs of pseudoephedrin. Well, you'll them. notice all the medicine that has D, has the decongestion in it, is That's all the behind one. the counter at the pharmacy now. You have to go up there, show your ID. You can't bu- go buy hordes of it. It's not in the aisle anymore. It's behind the glass. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Um, turns out that uh, grammar is going extinct. I could have told you that. Yeah, majority of young people in new survey says... Grammar doesn't matter anymore. Well, we've pretty much noticed that. Yeah. Well, you know why? What is that? I'm sure there's multiple reasons, but, uh, and I just. I would have said spell check, but I've read so so many news articles with typos and people making up words. And I'm like, even my 2003 copy of Microsoft Word knows that that's not a word. I think also kids, you know, because technology is what it is these days and it, it. it kind of piqued my interest this week because, like I said, Elliot was, has been sick and home for a week, so he's been doing his schoolwork from home. And I noticed because he was was writing long papers and essays and things like that, and um, would go in and check on him on his computer, and I see him typing, and I, you know, me being the hover mother, I admit it, I am, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> eyes lowercase, or you need to capitalize that. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. I got this check thing I do at the end, and then you go right over it, and it changes, fixes everything, fixes the grammar, fixes the spelling, fixes yeah. all the stuff. And I'm I like, ain't got to do nothing. Yeah. Mr. Like, Clippy. And it's like, they know that it's wrong, but they won't take the time to backspace, fix it, because they have the program that fixes it for them. Right. Survey of 2,000 people discovered the shocking demise of proper spelling and punctuation among young people on social media and messaging platforms. Less than a quarter of Gen Z use periods, commas, quotation marks in their casual communications. In comparison, more than half, 55% over the age of 65, say they always are sticklers for proper grammar while texting or posting online. Oh, see, I'm fluent in typo, but I also type like I speak. Yeah, but it's uh, punctuation's important. Of course, punctuation. Have you ever read uh, Eats, Shoots, and Leaves? Yes, it's my favorite book. It's on my coffee table. Yeah, it's a panda. It's eats, comma, shoots, and leaves. So he either eats, shoots, and leaves, or he eats, shoots, and then leaves. All right. It's important. Finally, Fanta. Remember Fanta? Fanta, Fanta. Go with the Fanta. Fanta is uh, meddling in the dark arts this Halloween, horrifying thirsty hellraisers with a creepy new mystery soda flavor. Is this a news story uh, disguised? Well, is it an ad disguised as a news story? Probably. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. Because Halloween's right around the corner. But why would you make this? This stuff turns your tongue black. That's why. Because the kids why. love it. Yeah. They love to look in the mirror and go, ah, look, yep. my tongue's black. Ah. Yeah, but is that You've this? seen the new Fanta soda that turns your tongue black. We'll get ready for Fanta. Extreme, the only soda that turns all of your organs black. Fanta Extreme is delicious, and my kidneys are totally black now, right, doctor? Never in all my years practicing medicine have I seen anything like this. Cool, and it comes in all sorts of flavors, and your liver, too, is just totally black, and your liver's function is very damaged as well. <laughs> Wait a second, I'm looking over your most recent CT scan and your brain. Oh, no, 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 this can't be happening. So extreme. New Fanta Extreme, the soda that turns all of your organs black. Try it today. (laughs) The Sunny Update. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, Uh, sure. Having fun with the world gone crazy. 
Remember that Japanese guy that made a uh, dog costume that looked like a collie, but it was like super real looking, and he'd go out walking, and people thought he was an actual dog? Oh, yeah. The, what's his name? I think Toko? his name was, to- yeah, it was Toko. Spent a lot of money. $14,000. How much? 14000 Yeah, yeah. Fourteen. But he spent it. He bought another costume, so he's got two of them now. Yeah, so this is a, the human collie, and it's now he wants to meet a girl dog, and he wants to be, star in movies. <laughs> Good luck, dude. Somebody will hire him. There's a, right, there's a strike right now. Is he from another country? Yes, yeah, Japanese. No, there you go. It says it's been his lifelong dream to live as an animal. <sighs> lifelong. Well, I hate, you know, I hate to break it to you, bud. As a people, you are an animal. Mm. Um, it says here, because a lot of the time someone will get married. I don't know what the statistics are off, my, off the top of my head, especially for 2023, uh, the, the divorce rates. Um, but some people that get divorced have children, and then you're a single parent, and then you want to get back out there eventually and start dating. It says here, single parents know if they want a second date within 38 minutes of the first date. Do you think you know that quickly? I do. Yeah. You know I, right away. I can immediately tell if I want to either let me get to know you a little bit more or if I'm like, nah, nah I'm not interested. We don't need to talk. And how do you, didn't you get up and walk out of a date once, Rick? I don't know how people, see, I can't be yeah, mean just to be mean. Yeah, but somebody did that to me, so yeah. Oh, so you felt like it was okay? Wait, who did you get up and walk out on? I don't remember. This is during, during the Match.com era. Well, you know, dating apps are still a big thing. I mean, you you married. Oh, I, did, I recommend it highly. I keep telling people that because I have some single friends that are, how do I meet someone? Oh, no, so, well, go to a bar or hang out at a street corner. No, yeah, that's a way that to either. go. <laughs> no, you get a, what's the line for coming to America? You got to go to a, a church as good girls, a library as good girls. No, yeah. you have to be uh, smart, though. I mean, uh, work, you got to work the app. You can't do, you can't think that th- that person's, you, know, you got to work it. It's not I, just going to pop up and be like, here's no. your Prince Charming. Right, right. A lot of them are fake. I mean, I had one girl that was like, oh, she was just. You got catfished. Her profile was awesome. She looked incredible. Yeah, she was just, uh, it was a fakey fake. No. Wait, how fake are we talking? Like, was it a picture from when she was 18 and she's really 45? No, 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 no. It was, uh, it was a um, trying to get, you know, your identity, your, oh, your information damn. fake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you have to be careful if you do, like, the free trial. It's hysterical. So my ex-husband was on one oh, of these Oh, yes. That's a and big he, one. he went on the free trial and he's like, I don't know, this one looks pretty good. I think I'm... Think I might try this one. A lot of pretty girls seem really nice. So then he pays for like the first month. He's like, "Where'd they all go? <laughs> all the pretty women disappeared." <laughs> Seven years old, <laughs> doesn't doesn't shed. There's, <laughs> <laughs> There's a new one called Hinge. Have you heard about that? Oh God, that's What's the newest that? dating app. I don't know. I had a friend tell me about it the other day that they were on it, and I said, "What the hell is that?" I've seen, I think I've seen the commercial for it. It's called what's their stupid slogan? Uh, the app you we want you to delete. Yes, that's it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And and at first, I thought when I saw the ad, it was very misleading. I thought it's the app we want you to delete. I thought it was trying to be secretive, like a secret dating app. We, it's meant to be deleted so people can't see you're on a dating app. But it means they work so well that you're not going to need it again. Ah. So it's meant to be deleted. That, that's like that billboard I used to see in Virginia driving back up to New York. I used to say uh, it was for a news station in town. Yeah. And it say if it's news in Richmond, it's news to us. Right. And I was like. That's not right. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Your words well, aren't wording. And even then, even if you have an app that's good at matching people, it's still only whatever they decide to put out there. So they can still lie to you. Yeah, I mean, th- there was some trial balloons. I mean, I I don't know how many dates I went on before I met the one. Right. Why are you hooking me up with that fat-ass, bald-head girl? Who, <laughs> oh, Rita? Yeah. Rita is not fat. She's just big bone. That girl wilding all outside. Talking about she looked like Janet Jackson. Ooh, no, she didn't go there. <laughs> yeah. Bitch got out of the car looking more like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Jackson. 
So um, I can't really speak to this 30-year-old mother because I, I have one child. I've only given birth one time. This mother, uh, who I said is 30, and I want you to do the math here in a second, has nine children. And she's... That's possible. They're all boys. And yeah, that's she, like a yearly... Yeah. And she's pregnant with twins now hmm. uh, who are also boys. Oh, God. And she says, I'm not stopping until I get a girl. Why? I guess she's always wanted a girl. And she I know. Said, adopt one, okay? Stop filling the world with more mouths to feed. Let me tell you this, though, because I was... Uh, it, it's really funny because after you have... I don't know if all moms are like this, but after I gave birth to my child... You know, everyone's coming into the room and they're like, oh my God, he's the boy, he's so cute. The first words I said to my mother that were out of my mouth, I'm not even kidding, was how anybody ever does that more than one time, I'll never know. Yeah. Because it was so hard. Hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Medication <laughs> wore off. I, I I actually remember looking at the ceiling. I was I was in so much pain, I was nervous. Yeah. Like I was scared something was mm. going to happen to me. And I remember looking at the ceiling of the hospital and the bright lights and actually praying out loud to God, please don't let me die. I, that's how much pain I was in. I've never been in that kind of pain before. And I, right. you always hear labor is painful and you have medicine for it, but my medicine wore off. You know, I think it's karma because I, I used to mock the girls that said they were going to do natural birth in my Lamaze class. So that was probably God getting back at me. But, um, you know, the ones that are like, I'll just sniff essential oils and listen to any. I'll be fine. I'm like, boo, I'll go by, give me the drugs. I'll be by the creek and float. <laughs> <laughs> Baby will come out by the there. My mom loves to tell that story. She's just like, I was in so much pain. You know, they come into you with the baby, like, here's your baby. My mom's like, yeah, okay, set him over there. I just can't. <laughs> So this woman, the fact that she's given birth nine times, she's pregnant with twins, and she wants a girl. But, you know, you had a good point when you said adopt, but you know how expensive adoption is? Because we looked yeah. into it. It's like it's buying a house. $100,000. That's ridiculous. It's so expensive. And there's so many children out there that want to be adopted. Well, who and can afford it then? That's my thing. It's like, I, I, I say it jokingly, but... We're kind nicer, of being we're serious to my... nicer to animals. I said to my husband, I said, you know, people... With the lottery we talked about earlier, right? I said... Everyone always jokes with their friends and we around here, and they say, what would you do if you had that amount of money? And the first thing I say is I'd adopt a baby because I'd be able to afford it. I can't afford it now. I'd love to adopt a baby, but it's outrageous, you know? And it's it's sad because there's so many babies that need homes yeah. um, and loving families to raise them, and a lot of people can't do it. Now All right. got to pay for other stuff. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this family had no problem with that. The Brady Bunch. Remember yeah. them? Oh, yeah. That was a bunch. Carol. Who, what's the dad's name? Harold. No. Uh, Bob. So you got Cindy, Marsha, Jan. Marcia, those Marcia. are the women. Greg, Bobby. What's the other one? Jeffrey. Jeremiah. If this was trivia right Jerome, now in a bar, we Bartholomew. Would, we would be doing really, really bad. And then, of course, everyone remembers the maid, Alice. Oh, yeah. So the Brady Bunch home. Something was up with Alice. I, I know. See, Wasn't there something she, up with her? I don't her? know what it was. What do you think? She's skimming off the no, top? No, no. She's wearing she leathers, just, assless chaps. Stop, and she's going she out No, you can tell she's got a weird other side that nobody in the family saw. Yeah, that's what I there think. There was something going on there. Well, did you see the show on HG? I don't, you, I don't know why I ask you guys if you saw a show on HGTV. The answer is obviously going to be no, but I saw it. It was Well, no, it's because I've been to the doctor lately. Okay. <laughs> HGTV's always on. Right. You don't have HGTV on the, in the uh, diner? You think I would voluntarily? No. Okay. What's he going to do? Watch the Property Brothers and their weird thing they got well, going on? Well, the, the family of the Brady Bunch, they invited a bunch of the members to actually renovate the house that they shot. The interior of the house is obviously a set in California. Yeah, the yeah. exterior of the house is an actual home. Right. So what they did was they remodeled the inside of the house, the cast of the Brady Bunch with HGTV. Somebody bought it. I think it was for sale for uh, in 23.5 million-ish. Um, but then you told me an update 
right? Yeah. 3.2. Like- yeah, you're right. 3.2. Um, and said... It's a piece of garbage, right? Yep, piece of crap. They it, nothing works, and there was a, the biggest worst investment he ever made. Some guy bought it, which is crazy to me because they made such a big deal about the Brady Bunch house for, and for this, TV. this TV show. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, look how amazing it's going to be. Yeah, the biggest regret of his life. Blah blah blah. It came out yesterday. Yeah, so they ran it on a, a real estate show. The fact that they had finally sold it. Here's the story of a lovely split-level house in California. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? No, location, location, location. Formerly the home of a blended family of eight and Alice, the roomy backyard is the perfect place to get your nose broken by a poorly thrown football. There's enough room in this house for a whole bunch of people. So if you've got much more than a hunch, give realtor George, um, uh, Glass. Yeah, George Glass. Give him a call today. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. All righty then. We got some good stupid stories for you. So uh, in Jacksonville, on I-95 southbound, almost all the way here, well, it goes to St. Augustine, it's about 20 miles long, there's a mysterious yellow line that has appeared on the highway. What? Why? Uh, That's a good question, which we'll answer in just a moment. But a reporter from uh, Sky 4, that's the helicopter there for Channel 4, I guess, uh, was on it right away. Here you can see the line with our Sky 4 drone. And this line continues for over 20 miles. As we followed it with our mobile newsroom, it crossed lanes several times. It changed width, but always remained visible. And it's at the St. John's County rest stop near County Road 210, where we caught up with drivers and asked them about it. Oh, that's where the jingle hits. Let's ask an idiot. And here we go. I mean, did it confuse you at all? Yes, it did. In what way? I wasn't sure which way was the line to go on. I'm, I'm sorry? <laughs> I'm sorry which way the line. Here's another one. Going to take him a while to fix it. I think it's a... Uh, accident hazard. Oh, in what way? Why do you think that is? Because it's a yellow line like the yellow line on the other side. Yeah. And most people, like, especially if they're out of town, they're not really too much looking at if that's the line that goes where it's supposed to go at. Let's ask <laughs> it. All right, so the line was 23 miles long on I-95 southbound, and it takes an exit. So Sky 4 follows the exit out, and there's like a DOT sort of facility. Mm-hmm. Well, no one would talk at Acme Barricades. We have called management and several others. The Department of Transportation is also investigating how this happened and who did it. But it's obvious who did this because it goes right to their business. Yeah, so we're going to work with, uh, I don't believe that anybody has taken responsibility for it yet, but we're going to work with whoever we can to make sure that that's identified. Yeah, so it's, okay. it turns out it's a business that's right next to, it says, DOT on it, so I guess uh, they kind of like intermingle the Department of Transportation and this business that draws the yellow lines on highways. Right. And this truck went 23 miles from Jacksonville all the way to St. Augustine on I-95 all the way to their warehouse spilling, or not spilling, drawing a yellow line wow. that went from the right lane, then to the middle lane, and to the right, so you could follow his whole process. Oh, that's funny. As he's driving back to his job. As for cleanup, that's going to start late tonight. We are going to have an operation where we take a street sweeper affixed with a wired brush, and we will be going and uh, doing our best to dislodge some of the yellow paint from the roadway. Oh, my God. 
It's like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer adopts a highway. You know how in planes they got first class? More leg room, better ride? Well, I'm bringing that concept to mile 114. How are you going to widen the lanes? Well, you black out lane lines one and three, and a four-lane highway becomes a two-lane comfort cruise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. Somebody getting fired? What's funny is, is like, if you have any common sense at all, you, you, it's not like it's drawn perfectly. Right. For God's sake, it's leaking out of the back of a truck. It's not like a perfectly drawn line. You right, could, right, right. You could almost, if you really look, you could see the spill mm-hmm. that that span, you know, that kind of spills along the way. It's, but I'm confused. But you some, tell it's an some accident. people actually follow. It. There's, there's three lines with white straight lines you know are the highway and then there's this yellow squiggly line people followed it well those are the same people that follow their you know google maps into the ocean yeah it's true it says to drive this way okay (laughs) oh my god a woman in salt lake city is making waves on tiktok after confessing that she mistakenly swallowed a bluetooth airpod oh (laughs) what she mistook it for a vitamin what Howdy, the thing's huge. It's bigger than a quarter. Tana Barker is probably the one who followed the yellow line all the way to <laughs> St. Augustine. Recalled in a video that has been viewed over two million times that she was out on a walk when she accidentally ingested the device while talking to a friend. So wait, you're out on a walk, you see it and you go, mmm, vitamin. You pop it in your mouth and you swallow it? When Barker realized the vitamin was still in her hand and the iPod, I have... What is it called? AirPod, AirPod. Was, was swallowed. She goes, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it!" Okay, wait a minute. I, let me. It's like Jill said. So you're you're walking. You have a vitamin in your hand. Never have I ever looked at my hand, seen something, and go, "Oh, it looks like a pill. Maybe I'll take it." So you th- swallowed an AirPod while you're talking to a friend? Yeah. Seen one eat a rocking chair one time. <laughs> I don't understand God, my it. Head hurts. She get it back? Uh, yeah, she got it back. <laughs> exactly. My stomach keeps ringing. She, she soon confessed on a video that the earbud or ear is it an earbud or it's, it's an earbud? AirPod. AirPod. It's different from an earbud. It's, it's the same thing. It's an well, earbud, but it's they're called AirPods. It yeah. passed naturally. Of no, course it but did. The, but for a week, it was just muffled, you know, mini Ripperton <laughs> coming from her stomach. <laughs> yeah, but the Bluetooth AirPod has a, a leg to it, doesn't it? It does. That's what How I'm do you saying. mistake that for I a vitamin? She's missing them, she, doing the find my thing on her phone. It says it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Your AirPod is nearby. Points to your rear end. Oh, that's funny. Uh, this wasn't funny. A couple in Utah driving down the highway. They're going about 60 miles an hour. All of a sudden, it hits their windshield. A chair. <gasps> and they kept breathing. Yeah. Did it hit her on the head? No. <laughs> the windshield caught it. Oh. Yeah. It was a chair. It happened in milliseconds. Wow. This happened Saturday while a family of five was driving on Interstate 15 in this dash cam video. A car, two cars over from us, ran over it, and we're assuming that when they hit it, it spat out from under their tire. It went over the car next to us and onto our windshield. Thankfully, no one was seriously hurt. That windshield, you see, shattered. There was some damage to the dashboard. She swallowed her AirPod, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. All right. Who throws a chair? It was on the highway. I guess a car hit it, like she said, and it spun off the back tire, mm-hmm. flew over the middle lane and vehicle there and hit them. Yep. Coming fast, too. Someone in Houston gained access to an electronic construction sign on Monday <laughs> and changed it to this. Due to the weather, go F yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's a good. sentiment shared by many people, I'm sure. Oh, that's great. Oh, I saw this. I, I just don't understand. Scottish woman discovered chilling footage of a strange man who broke into her home and fell asleep in her bed and even thanked her for it. What? She says she couldn't believe her eyes. Caitlin Sullivan, a 22-year-old mother, part-time caretaker, told uh, SWNS News, I was shocked. I didn't know who he was. I couldn't believe there was a man in my bed. Well, she's looking at him through a camera, right? Yep. I don't understand. How did he get in my house? Sullivan just walks in and lays in her bed. Just totally, just like like yep. his, like he's home, and he puts the covers on him. Sleep. Yep. Sullivan got alerts on her phone while hanging out at her friend's house, August 29th, 7.45 m. When they they reviewed the footage, she saw a stranger just walk in the house, crawl in her bed. Young kids and uh, she and her young boy uh, were asleep. Sullivan immediately called the police and met them outside her home. Officers took the stranger away, but did not arrest him. Did not arrest him? Police said they determined no criminality at... What is going on in Scotland? Do they have no laws? So you can fall asleep in somebody's house and break in and no problem? I I don't know. And then he like messaged her on Facebook later and was like, hey, thanks for letting me lay in your bed. And pictures show that when he was arrested... Well, he wasn't arrested. When he was uh, brought outside, he was covered in blood. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Did he go get beat up and was like, oh, my head hurts. I gotta lay down. Was he on drugs? It doesn't say, but Sullivan has not returned to the house since receiving the message often to uh, clean up the blood, insisting that she will never go back to the house. So she's looking for a new home. Okay, this whole close to the story say that he was very apologetic. Oh. Hi, it's Mike Lindell. Ready for the best sleep of your life? And don't mind a stranger sleeping with you? Well, you've heard of the mattress with a stranger on it. Get ready for the my pillow with a stranger. It's soft, it's fluffy, and you'll wake up with a stranger lying on it next to you. That's my promise. The my pillow with a stranger is great. It's just firm enough to support my neck, and it's soft enough to... Yeah, it's great. Real comfy. That's Greg. He's the stranger that came with the pillow. Hey, what's for breakfast? I don't know, Greg. Anyway, it freaked me out the first night I woke up and opened my eyes to see Greg staring right back at me, but I got used to it after a couple of nights and... I want eggs and bacon. Okay, Greg. So what are you waiting for? Get the best sleep of your life alongside a total stranger who's sharing the pillow with you. The My Pillow with a Stranger. Order now. <laughs> The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 